What do you hear? What do you say? Chicago, where the fire serve cold, but the wolves and the hawks never shiver in the snow. The bulls keep it running, the Sox run the south, the Cubs run the north, but the Bears run the house. True Chicago sports fans got their ears to the street. Any team make a move, and they never skip a beat. And in this house, this is where we be. Welcome to the show with E Rock and Big Z. I can't hear you at all. Yeah. Why can't you hear me, sir? I can't hear you. There's nothing coming through on your mic channel. Oh, look about that. Oh, my God. Let me do that again. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Well, you guys are over here gagging on uh, uh, vodka and elf bars. Uh, It's tequila, and uh, I didn't expect there to be no mixer in this tequila. (laughs) And I was just like, oh, fuck. And I don't think I don't think we need to do it again. Don't I think this is a great can. intro because uh, yeah, exactly. Well, welcome to Chicago, everybody. <laughs> oh, Coming from uh, Stephen's apartment, the uh, second uh, second home base, second home base. Yes, right for the TCSF podcast with E Rock and Big Z. Episode yes, one forty is brought to you by uh, Six Hundred Six Media, True Chicago Sports Fans, and Grit Clothing Company. Don't forget to go to gritclothingco.com and get your official TCSF podcast T-shirt. Search for keyword True Chicago and use our promo code TrueFan fifteen for fifteen percent off your entire order. That is TrueFan fifteen. Go and get your official TCSF shirts now. Yes, sir. That's uh, look. It's time to refresh your summer wardrobe with the mm. uh, you know on and off weather. So get it now, so you're prepared next time we have a week of hot weather. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, uh, just one week. One just week. One just week. one week. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, as always, I am Biggs here, and I'm here with the whole crew. I'm here with E Rock, Stevie B, and Sean. What's up, guys? What up, fellas? What up, Chicago? Fellas uh, and fellaettes, what's going on? <laughs> What's oh up, everyone? Uh, welcome to the show. If you're a first-timer or a long-timer, please remember to hit that subscribe button, that notify button, and go ahead and give us a review on your listening app of choice. You can find us on Facebook at True Chicago Fans. You can follow us on Twitter at True Shy Fans and on IG at True Chicago Sports Fans. And don't forget, you can support the show with a monthly subscription at anchor.fm slash True Chicago Sports Fans. Go on over there and click on support, and you can subscribe for as low as 99 cents a month listen do you like the show i do, we do. Yes, yeah. now. are you guys all fans oh yeah, oh, yeah. i pay 99 cents a month oh. tell your friends and they will tell all of their friends and we can all be friends if you enjoy the content if we make you feel anything at all about sports go ahead and share it with like-minded people share with people on your bowling team while, while you're at it <laughs> yeah. oh that's a that's a good one yeah, yeah i didn't think about that no i will uh I'll think about passing that along. Yeah, yeah. See, what's up, brother? How you doing? Oh, man, I am good. I'm actually finally getting over this cold that I had since we went to Peoria. I know. Yeah, it's, it's been a while. It's finally going away. I'm stopped <laughs> cough, coughing up phlegm, so it, it feels good. That's like two months in the making right there. Yeah, like well, that, that's it's what happens. It's been a while. That's what happens when you go to Peoria. Yeah. yeah. You get a lot of <laughs> shit in your mouth. You leave with a moist throat. That, oh, whoa, whoa, no. whoa, 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 whoa. Anyways, uh, I am on concussion protocol number two for the school year. Are you really? I was walking into the building. Jesus. Um, I literally pulled out my key card. I had my my hand, my right hand on the doorknob, and I'm about to pull it. And boom, I get a soccer ball to the back of the head. 
Some kids were playing soccer in the, in the at seven forty five in the morning. No, that kid really wanted to hit you. He wanted to hit the person next to me. He just ended up hitting me because I was taller. And uh, yeah, I'm on uh, concussion protocol number two. I'm actually feeling better today, but I've been uh, staying away from. Uh, uh, screens, uh, so I don't check my fucking email. So fuck school. Uh, <laughs> I I don't uh, in the gym. I turn off all the lights. Hell yeah, yeah. I have my sunglasses on for the entire week. The, the kids are like, I can't see your eyes. I'm like, you're not going to. Yeah, you know, you're getting hit in the back of the head with a soccer ball. Some teachers are getting hit in the heads with AR rounds. So I will take know. a win. There you go. There you yeah, go. that's right. America. You know, don't lower the bar I'm, here. A soccer ball is just as hurtful as an AR. So, you know. <laughs> no, it's not. Depends, it depends on who's kicking it, I guess. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You're, you're literally living out the plot of the movie Bad Teacher. Oh, 100% I am. Oh, 100% right. I am. That's right. Yeah. I literally walked out on Friday and I was like, you know, the scene from uh, The Hangover, like, you guys don't exist to me. Get the fuck out of my face. As soon as, <laughs> walked, as, soon as I walked out the steps, yeah, 100%. <laughs> yeah, um, one of these nerds asked me another question. <laughs> <laughs> Another thing this week, we, me and Iraq went over to the uh, friendly confines, Wrigley Field, the, this past Thursday, and we watched the Dodgers take care of business against the Cubs, oh, yeah. and it was a phenomenal time, a great, great experience. We were up uh, up in the rafters, but a great view right over for, uh, first base. Um, had a great time. I can't, I can't this, uh, I can't this Wrigley Field. It's a great experience. It's a great time. Um, they really ramped up everything. It looks really good out there. Um, and at All Star Parking, I literally parked a block away for free. Oh, yeah, shit. that's how it nice. works. You, nice. th- that's what happens when you go to friendly confines. You get great parking. Yeah, the fr- well, it probably helps that my friends are cops in that area too. Well, there you go. So that's why you know. Transition. <laughs> uh, what'd you guys eat there? Did you guys eat anything there? What did you eat, Rock? So I, I had the Everything. saltiest pretzel I ever had in my whole life, and it, it could have been exasperated by the fact that uh, it was 4:20 when we were there. So for some reason, I don't know, my mouth was uh, more dry than normal. Huh. Uh, oh, so that's how many years I was thinking in that was the driest, like saltiest pretzel. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was brutal. I had a Chicago hot dog and some nachos. Nice. You guys didn't get the giant bat, did you? No, no. The beer bat? Yeah, the beer bat. It's a waste of money. It is, because if you really do the math on it with the ounces per thing, you're kind of losing it, so you might as well just get the cup. Yeah, I had a couple of, uh, it was like, it's by Kona Brewing Company. It was a big wave beer, and it was funny because. Uh, they do, and we're all the way at the top, right? And every time, every time I went and ordered one, the the six year old gentleman was like, "That's a great choice, sir. You're doing the wave." And he literally did the wave like a surfer from the 1960s. <laughs> For that dance, reason, dance, dance, I kept going back to that vendor. Uh, yeah. You know what? I think we had the same vendor because every time I ordered a Stella, he's like Stella. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. It's it's been a crazy week, uh, and then to wrap it up, you know, Davis versus Garcia this past Saturday uh, went over to Leader Bar to watch the fight. Yes, I did not go to Output for once. I oh. did go. Yeah, I went to Leader Bar and uh, had a good time uh, up there, and um, it was a great fight. Any specific reason why you changed bars? Uh, just change the scenery. Just trying to change okay. it up a little bit. You know, can't be too predictable. You know, the man might get nice. you. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I was just asking. I was just you know, not like it, not like we're not question. getting tracked, anyways. <laughs> My phone's usually dead all the time, so I noticed. I called you yesterday. Yeah, uh, Iraq, what you do? I didn't end up watching that fight, but I, I did hear that Tank took care of business. I know there was a lot of uh, back and forth about who people thought was going to win that fight. Uh, so I'm kind of I, I saw some of the highlights, and it was a lot of body shots. So it, yeah, know, and, and body shots it. are always going to get you down at the end of the day. That's just what it is. 
Yeah, everybody asked me my prediction on the fight, and I said Garcia has six rounds to beat Tank. And if he doesn't get it done by the sixth round, it's Tank's fight to win. Um, Tank got him in the, caught him in the second round when he dropped his hand, knocked him down to the canvas. Excuse me. And then uh, you saw you saw Garcia be very tentative after that. And it ended up being in the sixth round where he does catch a body shot. And if you don't remember De La Hoya catching a body shot and not getting up, that's exactly what happened. It was a delayed reaction. If you ever got hit in the liver. Yes. Do you just have? With, yeah, just yeah, with yes, alcohol. I have. It, it, it is a delayed reaction. And guess what? Your body says, no, it's not happening. Right. Yeah. That, as soon as it kicks that, in, your, your liver just says, ouchie, and then you're out. That's it. Man. Oh, yeah. Uh, I used to do competitive kickboxing. And uh, I can say, I don't think I've ever been hit in the liver. That's great. Which is... You know, a good but thing. how many times you're being kicked in the balls? A lot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, you wear you wear a cup, you know, so that like you know Wait, minimizes. To? I mean, I did. I mean, I know you wouldn't. But no, it's, you're like the pain thing. You know, man of steel, balls you of steel. Cup, you fill out a cup. Wait, what did he say? He said you would have to fill out a cup. Oh right, oh, yeah, no. <laughs> exactly. That's why I don't have to wear one. <laughs> oh man, so let, let me tell you. Let me tell you a little bit about uh, my non-friends over at Xfinity because I did have quite a fiasco this week. Uh, I went to go watch something on the DVR or on demand or whatever the hell it is, and it was a sports thing. So it was like, hey, you can watch that, but you need this new box. Click here if you'd like to get it for no cost. I'm like, sure, whatever. Click that. It shows up at the house on Wednesday. I plug it in immediately, and it doesn't work. And I'm like, okay, it keeps giving me error. I can't find the channels. I can't find the channels. And I, I, I try to call in, and all it gives me is a text chat. So I text chat this person. They're supposed to fix it. And they just kind of didn't fix it, right? So then Friday or, or Thursday, we go to the Cubs game. I didn't bother with it. Friday, I chatted again. And I got this person who said that, uh, that I would be the last rep they ever spoke to. So they would definitely take care of me. And I screenshotted this and I posted it on my Facebook. And at the Facebook. end of the day, it never got fixed. It never got fixed. Uh, that person totally ghosted me to the point where I took screenshots and sent it over to the Xfinity uh, Twitter page and saying, hey, you might want to check on your tech. They just fucking died, died during a call. I got another guy and I gave him a hard time and he says, oh, it's going to be fixed in an hour. I says, hey, man. Like I forget his name, Abdul. I says, "Don't screw me, Abdul." I literally sent this in the chat, and he's like, "Oh no, most certainly, sir. I will definitely take care of you." And my shit still never worked. Did he shake Plug his head like that box. too? Plugged in my old box, and all the channels came back immediately. Oh, so that was uh, that was a whole lot of nothing for three days. I couldn't watch any of the playoffs. That was uh, quite upsetting. I gotta say. Oh boy, that sounds that's frustrating. Awful. Yeah. And it never got fixed. It never got fixed. So I'm going to dump that uh, that box back at their office on the, right next to, uh, um, what is it? Uh, Just throw it right in front of the building. Break their window there. with it. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to throw it right through the window. There you go. Um, yeah. Also, that, that Cubs game was awesome. Thanks again for, uh, for you know, we had our, our whole crew out there. That was a lot of fun. And, uh, you know, oh. even the, the whole yeah, crew. Yeah. Was, I heard whole crew. Whole, whole crew. Oh. The girls. Whole oh, gotcha. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Okay. That's a different crew, I get you. Yeah, even though we saw the uh, the stupid ass Dodgers decide to get us grand slam, <laughs> somehow Jason Hill being a part of that so somehow at the very end of the game that was kind of bullshit. Um, but aside from that, we had our opening day parade for softball yesterday morning. Nice. Uh, that was really cool. My my uh, oldest and uh, the old the oldest program that or a program that you can be in in the uh, system, and my youngest being in T ball, so they both got to uh, be in the parade, and that was really cool. And then How my, proud were you? What's that? How proud were you? 
I was, it's awesome. It's awesome. I, the little one is just excited to be there right now. She hasn't yeah. played a game. She's only had one practice. You know, she her T-shirt and her uniform are way too big. I have a picture of them side by side. <laughs> Back up the, the little one, like three of her to reach the uh, the older one. But uh, yeah, that was that was uh, definitely a cool moment. Um, we did have our very last uh, practice this morning at the Bow Dome. It's an awesome facility if you haven't been out there. Unfortunately, we lost uh, one player to injury on our very last play of practice. Ouch. Uh, uh, you know, she went down for a slide on a second and uh, at second base and got her knee twisted up underneath her. Um, we Yikes. found out that she'd be out for at least uh, five days until they can even look at it because it's rolled up that bad. So. Uh, Jay, we're thinking about you, hoping that you get uh, back on the field soon and, and back on your feet. And last thing, I want to shout out to uh, my coworker, guy. Uh, he's, he's really cool. He always helps me out with some of the coding stuff. Mark Guidarelli. Guido, he just became a fan of the show. He's a big, big baseball guy. He's a Mets fan, unfortunately, but uh, mm -hmm. I'm glad to uh, have him in the fold and, and, and uh, you know, becoming a, a loyal listener of the show because I point out quite a few uh, of these baseball episodes we've done. So uh, he should be uh, commenting pretty soon about what he's thinking about what we're doing. Awesome. Boys, what you been up to? Well, uh, Sean, you go first. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, I just spent like a week out in uh, Los Angeles area for work. Uh, that was awesome. Came back and I've been like sick ever since. Um, let's see here. What else? Uh, okay. So World Series of Bowling just ended today with the I championship. Didn't, I, di I didn't see it. So I can't spoil it. Don't spoil it. it you can tell me who was in the top two. Uh, Belmo and Tackett. Okay, good. Okay. Uh, so, you know, there were three different championships on right. Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. So I watched those. Um, did some bowling uh, in my leagues. Uh, my Tuesday, Tuesday USBC uh, sanctioned league just ended. Um, uh, it did okay. Uh, I could have been doing better. I was, uh, there was, I started off real strong on that league and then I started shit in the bed. And then, so coming back from that, uh, from doing bad for a minute was really hard, even though I was still scoring great, but mm -hmm. it was, which was nice actually with a decent handicap. But, um, Thursday, we're like halfway through that one. Uh, just been working and, um, uh, just kind of kicking. I haven't really been doing much of anything. I'm going to, um, uh, what's the fuck was that? Uh, chef's chef special. Uh, I've been oh, eating I there. See. When? Yeah, uh, tonight. Later tonight. Oh, doing oh. a double date with another couple. And we're oh, do that. So, we didn't get the invite. No, we yeah. get that one. So, uh, you yeah, know what? Right. We'll go there. Uh, we'll go and sit at a different table, yeah, we and we'll I glare at them. Yeah. Okay. Well, I fucked up. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, good luck getting a reservation, bitches. Uh, I know so, the chef, you know, and I feel very special. By the way, his name is Special. Uh, yeah, it's, it's Chef Special. It's yeah, Chef's Special. It's yeah, Chef Special. He's, he's a great dude. Uh, I've seen the menu. I think I'm good. He's uh, he's half Greek, <laughs> half Armenian. He's a fantastic guy. Um, <clears throat> makes Chinese food. Oh, that's been about all. Oh, my birthday was Monday. It so was a happy birthday. Birthday. I just popped all the balloons. Uh, downstairs earlier. that's what i heard i thought it was a lot of gunshots yeah i knew you were freaking out here you were <laughs> where's my gun at like you were like it was like you were at that front window like malcolm x with your gun you're just like sitting there like that <laughs> pretty <stretch> bird <laughs> pretty bird oh god but yeah that's been about it nothing nothing crazy nothing too terribly special just chill, chilling kicking it having fun enjoying my that's life. nice enjoying my wife uh just everything's <laughs> good for you i hope you are <laughs> enjoying my life enjoying my life fuck yeah let's get that on a 606 t-shirt let's go yeah. sure, let's do it Steven, yeah. let's kick it to you. Uh, phew, a whole lot of nothing besides bowling um work's been kicking my ass per usual um trying to find a something else um a five day week job i think that's normal in most companies to work five days in this instead, of, instead of giving you four 
Um, I think you just take the win on that one, but yeah. I, so uh, trying to look for stuff like that and uh, playing a lot of games, a lot of video games. And uh, I feel like you want to gloss over it, but Steven has a roommate now. Um, <laughs> so that's all deal. But anyways, we'll just we'll keep. And it's not going. Sean. It's not me. It's not me. I like my apartment. I don't, I don't like this fucked up closet here in the corner. Uh, I don't. I don't need that in my life. I guess. I mean, it's nice. I could put things in there. Uh, <laughs> e, I wanted to ask you a question. All right. So your your youngest girl. What position is she playing on T ball? Uh, all of them. That's how T ball works. It's it's essentially. That's not how T ball worked when I played it. I was shortstop in T ball. I didn't play any yeah, other position. No. Again, one practice, zero games. There's no position yet. She's everybody she runs went, to the ball. We haven't had a game yet. There was and there's only been because it's t-ball, right? So um, we uh, and, and for some reason the the facility that we are going to be able to use on Sundays is we're not going to be able to use it anymore. So I have no idea what the games are going to be like. But wow. you know, it's kind of it's really just an introduction of like getting used to going out there, swinging a bat. You know, okay, you're holding a glove. Just the idea of of baseball. It's not you know. It, this, let me tell you something. This is not going to be <laughs> sure. This is not. There's going to be no fundamentals here whatsoever. It's just the idea of getting yeah. out there. But it's like it's. It's like watching a swarm of bees attack a softball. Sure, I get that. I mean, I played t-ball, and I was always shortstop. And it was like, there was, the, and then later when I progressed to actual baseball, I was right. shortstop then too. But I remember my team, we always had, we had, um, you know, uh, set, you know. Uh, positions. Set positions, you know. Yeah, no, this is a, uh, literally, there's like six kids on the team. It is, uh, you know, my, oh. my daughter just turned four. So there's no, like, the oh, shirt, that's the younger. small pits go up to her, you know, her armpits, right? Like, sure. she's tiny. It's it's yeah. Next year, hopefully, we'll see. You know, if she's getting gets into a little bit more, maybe I'll help coach with that because the older one will kind of be rising up the ranks and almost in high school. So nice. this, you know, once I kind of get involved in her, it'll be interesting to see her start from again four years old to, you know, uh, uh, that fourteen U level before high school. That'll be interesting. Cool. Uh, is your imaginary wife doing okay? I've never met her, so I don't think she's. Real. <laughs> Just kidding. Let's move. Let's just breeze past that. I'm just looking. To, I'm just looking to be an ass. You know she my brand. I am on point for my fucking brand right now. Let's go. I too am enjoying my wife. Okay. <laughs> All right. Can't wait to meet that new daughter that's on this way. Okay. Let's go. Oh no, no, no. I, uh, oh, so uh, you got your testes tied? Let me tell you something. If you haven't heard from last episode, I did actually. I did have my follow up. My doctor. They all confirmed that the uh, the other hip is going to get replaced. They showed. Oh, uh, yeah, they they're like, hey, you see this? This is your bone right here, and then right directly next to it, actually touching it, is your other bone. So you can tell this is what we call bone on bone. Wow, <laughs> so, yeah. man! And dude. I've, so I've also already been instructed that as soon as uh, this hip replacement uh, is done, which will probably be more towards like. Uh, late August and September. Um, my very next procedure will be a vasectomy. That was my instruction. So, all right, dude, that you're way too young to be dealing with that shit. Um, especially for a second time. If this was 1911, you'd be dead. <laughs> they would have collected your body from the frontier, and that would have been it. That's wild, though, dude. Okay, we'll, we'll move five, past that. Five year anniversary of the first one getting done on the left side. Jesus, dude. Yep. Climbing those stairs at Wrigley probably felt great. The ramp. Oh, no. Oh, oh the ramp. There you go. Oh, yeah. yeah the, the fact that, like, as soon as I got to the top, I was standing next to the elevator, that was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. All right, ladies and gentlemen, as you know, we got the whole crew in here, the whole entire 606 media lineup with Steven and Sean from Ooh. the No Water on the weekend joining us today to talk about some, uh, a little bit of 
baseball because uh, both sides of town definitely have something to talk about. And then we're going to do a little dive later on into the NFL draft with the Bears sitting at the number nine pick. We have all that plus stirring the pot and what you looking at. But first, this is the big three with Big Z. Thanks, E-Rock. I'm Big Z, and you fuckers are not. I'm not, no. Mm. I don't and have a big concussion D. protocol. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want that. I don't want to be Big Z. Now for today's stories. Go ahead, Steven. Story number one. That's right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. White House down. Wasn't that one of the movies, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah I think yeah. it was uh, Channing Tatum. Probably. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. One of the most good-looking guys. Oh, uh, yeah. Story number one. The littlest intruder. A toddler crossed through the White House fence. Oh, yes. And I want you to see this picture. I know you can't see this picture uh, unless I share my screen. Why does uh, he look Mexican? <laughs> is, he's, he's either levitating or they're just holding him by the nape of his neck like a fucking kitten right now. Uh, which is awesome. Oh, there he's you go. got overalls. They're just holding him by the overalls. Like fucking, <laughs> there was a scene in Terminator 2 where Arnold Schwarzenegger does that. E, can you see it now? Sounds like my plan worked. <laughs> <laughs> All right, group. <laughs> they literally have this toddler up by the shoulders, two, sec- two uh, security guards. I'm pretty sure they're Secret Service. And they're lifting him up about three feet and high, and he's about two feet tall. Uh, I'm, really, <laughs> I'm really hoping they lobbed him back over the fence like an alley like that like. Yeah, a, a toddler on like Tuesday. Go ahead. Go ahead. It's like he's three feet high and rising. <laughs> a curious toddler on Tuesday earned the title of one of the tiniest White House intruders after being squeezed through the metal fencing on the north side of the executive mansion. Now, can you really just leave your kids there just like if you leave a kid at the fire station? No. I mean, you know, there's like you could leave a kid at a fire station. You leave it on the doorstep and Joe Biden raises <laughs> it's like, it. like, Joe, <laughs> ding dong. Yeah, you're Pete it. Buttigieg is like, oh, my God. <laughs> you're it. Yeah, so apparently they got through. The security guard got him and then reunited with the parents. They're like, shit, he came back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, yeah, so <laughs> this is the this first is successful guy. intrusion into the complex since the White House fence was doubled in height. It's 13 feet tall now. In recent years, a uh, series of security breaches. While taller, the new fence has an additional inch of space between the uh, pickets. Uh, for a total of five and a half inches or 12 and, uh, 12.7 centimeters between posts. So he's got to be a great Chinese spy. If they're getting <laughs> they're getting kids going through yeah. the White House now. He's just an adult. He's just small. Yeah. 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 This is the uh, the plot of the new movie Homeward Bound 4. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right. Let's move on to story number two. Um, no, we're not doing that one. We're what doing story number two. Not, what no, was that? That that was gonna be story two, but then I found this one. Uh, <laughs> a boy, thirteen, gets stuck climbing into the claw machine for a prize. What the fuck, thirteen? <laughs> that's a bit old for <laughs> yeah. that. Holy shit! How, <laughs> how big is he? Because that's pretty narrow. Yeah, At thirteen years old, I couldn't fit in anything anymore. You know how these scrawny kids are these days. Just staying, <laughs> staying inside all goddamn day. Not was that was muscle. that what you were doing, Sean? No, fuck no. Oh, okay. Well, I'm just asking. Can we stop pretending like we didn't spend hours and hours inside playing the same two-hour-long Nintendo game? 
No, Come we on. did. I I admit it. I mean, I did that at night, but during the day, I was outside, like fucking causing a ruckus. Now, if I was thirteen, I was just like, you know, exploring myself. Jesus! Wow, <laughs> that's a different 13, story. Thirty-one. It's all the that's same. That's what I was doing the other day. Thirteen, thirty-one. Same numbers. Same experience. That's the thing is that I've always said that about raising kids. I mean, girls are usually easier when they're young, but and boys are always rambunctious. But around thirteen, girls discover boys, and then boys discover themselves. So the boys yes. calm down a lot, and the girls go nuts. That's mm. very true. Mm. A thirteen-year-old boy had to be freed from the claw machine after he climbed inside, hoping to score a prize. According to the official North Carolina amusement park, uh, Carol Wins officials were alerted just before two p.m. Sunday, this past Sunday, that the boy was inside the Cosmic XL bonus game, which contained plush prizes. According to Courtney C. McGarry Weber, Jesus, how many fucking names you got there? Uh, Spokesperson <laughs> said at the park of Charlotte. The medical response team unlocked the machine and the boy was able to get out. She said he was retreated, released to the Guardian. The boy has been banned for the, from the park for one whole year. Did he get the prize, though? No. Get, oh, no. Well, well. Also, that reporter's got a good two tree extra names in there. You know, two, like, two, <laughs> two tree extra names. Somewhere. That's wild. But it did say XL machine. So I, I must. I'm it's it's, big, it's like a huge one. one. That's yeah. like, it's got the big door. He was door, trying to yeah. get like a yeah. PlayStation 5 or something out of there. It said plush toys. So oh, was it plush? Plush toys. year old is trying to snag a beanie baby or some shit out there. Oh, maybe he discovered like Minecraft toy or something. Ooh, right. Probably. Ooh, that's a good one. That's a good one. Or the new Super Mario stuff. Yeah, that's pretty hot. My favorite part of that report is when Z actually turned in Jose Fuentes for a minute there with me <laughs> out of nowhere. I'm working on my uh, acting accent, sir. There you go. We're walking over here. <laughs> fucking walking over here. Eh? All right. Story number three. Oh, man. What do we call this story? Uh, I want that hippo. Oh my god! It's called the narco hippo. Oh, oh shit! I, I just closed it. Oh, fucking <laughs> spoiler alert! Stephen. I want a hippo. I, I know, was, but you said it before the title even came up. You're fucking spoiling it. For I know. Sorry. He's he's new here, everybody. He's, new. Guy. he's a new guy. All right, in Bogota, Colombia, a hippopotamus descended from the animals illegally brought to Colombia by the lake drug kingpin Pablo Escobar has passed away in a collision with an SUV on a highway near Escobar's Hacienda. Environmental authorities have said this past Wednesday. So this this hippo survived the cocaine boom mm-hmm. and gets hit by a damn SUV. Could you imagine hitting a fucking hippo in your car? Like, I freaked out when I ran over an iguana in, in Puerto Rico. <laughs> like, I hit a fucking hippo? Yeah, so did, when they hit it, did it explode into powder too? It was like... Yes. <laughs> just cocaine everywhere <laughs> yeah. i was surprised he died because that cocaine would have been his airbag oh my god the Ooh. people that were driving the vehicle occupants were unharmed in the accident in the northwest highway from bogota to medellin uh the hippopot- Love medellin yeah medellin uh the hippopotamus died immediately afterward it was removed to be analyzed by environmental authorities this motherfucker was two tons. I want to know how fast it w- the car 4, was going. Four thousand fucking pounds. People hit four hundred pound deer and fucked their shit up. Right. I want to know what car this was. That is my question. Oh, that you talk about marketing. You yeah, I mean? well, just like just a, a Range I, I, Rover I was a Tesla. Like a month ago, I said one of the new movies coming out was going to be a heroin hippo. So this guy did not take his cue properly. <laughs> yes, you right. did say that. Oh my god. <laughs> Well, you know what? There's going to be another movie uh, based on Steven's favorite movie, uh, Cocaine Bear. This is going to be Cocaine Hippos. Yeah, yeah that's fine with me. 
I want to see some hippos do some drugs. That'd be cool. You know what you could you know what you can do is do some drugs and watch some hippos dance around it if you watch Fantasia. Oh, that's true uh, yeah, too. This is true. Yeah. This is true. They're in um what is it? Um what is the thing for ballet things? Tutus. There you go, right? Yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah, I think that's, that's what right. it is. And drink some delirium. Yeah, that mm. works too. Pink yeah. elephants. Delirium. Yeah. 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 That'll get you really fucked up. Yeah, dude. Yeah, I'll do the Benadryl challenge. No. That's, what I'll, that's what I'll do. R.I.P. Steven. <laughs> okay, I'm going to take 13, not 16, like some idiot did, okay? Running out of time, goddamn. <laughs> actually we're out on time right now we're iraq actually, is uh iraq is coming time. coming from us remote right now for anybody who didn't know that which is but you only hear half of what i say <laughs> what i'm just <laughs> kidding <laughs> what a dick <laughs> all right ladies and gentlemen i'm big z and that's news to me we'll be right back after a word from our sponsor Hey, true Chicago sports fans, show off your Chicago pride with some fresh clothes from Grit Clothing Company. At Grit Clothing, they create that simple yet classic style that represents that Chicago Southside lifestyle. From t-shirts to hoodies, hats to glassware, they've got you covered. Grit has everything you need to represent your Chicago pride. So do it right now. Check out gritclothingco.com and use the promo code TRUEFAN15. TRUEFAN15. For 15, 15, 15, 15, 15, 15, 15% off your entire order. Let me say it again. That's gritclothingco.com and use the promo code TRUEFAN15 for 15% off of your entire order. Hey guys, it's Steven. And this is Sean, and you are listening to True Chicago Sports Fans. Don't forget to listen to No War on the Weekend, new episodes on Monday. You can find us anywhere you listen to podcasts. Yeah, so we're going to go do a couple of shots, so let's kick it back over to Big Z and E-Rock. No War on the Weekend. Welcome back to the True Chicago Sports Fans Podcast with E-Rock and Big Z and the No Water on the Weekend crew. What up, what up, what up, what up? This is three up and three down. I think I'll perplex him with my slow ball. One, two, three strikes. All right, Z, man, it's been a rough and wild ride on the south side. Tell us what's going on. Man, the south side. Man, fuck the south side right now. I'm really pissed off. This team, this team has not won a fucking series all damn season. Yeah, they're compared to the Oakland A's because they've not won a series. Okay, let's not, let's not go that far. Okay, uh, I mean, it's far. pretty close. It's not going to go that far. We've won seven games. Um, the White Sox have not won a series this season, and injuries and inconsistent hitting and pitching have doomed this team. One paper should be competing with every one of these teams up out there. So there's no fucking excuse anymore. There's nowhere to hide. There's no Larusa to blame. It's time for the players to put up or shut up. Mokata needs to play through fucking injuries and stop acting like a hangnail is the biggest injury in the world. Elo is finally heating up, but there's no real position to put him at. There's nowhere to play him. He can't play first. There's a log jam there. He can't play right. He plays three, four innings and he's out. And then you got to put a young kid out there. Um, you're looking at, <clears throat> sorry, Lou Bob is a gazelle in center, but struggling at the plate. Vaughn is having a good season, but so far, Berger's filling in fine for third. So do we really need Moncada? The battery of Zelby, Zavala, and Grandal has been throwing out runners, but they can't hit the ball. They just can't hit. The, the starting pitching has been average at best. And the bullpen has been taxed like a fucking Trump uh, uh, executive. Trump, 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 <laughs> Trump. Trump. 
I'm just kidding. Ooh, Jesus. <laughs> and uh, yeah. Oh, by the way, the, the Rays just swept us, and uh, we play the Blue Jays, the Rays again, and followed by Minnesota. So it is Murder's Row for the next oh, three God, series. I am loving this so much because you idiots thought, oh, Steven, you made a stupid bet. Oh, Steven, oh, you, you bet for $200. Oh, dude, you and said six. Now, look, you're going to go get swept for three series. Dude, you said 60 games. They can win no, 60 No, 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 no. I, no, oh. we're going to go back and I say that every receipts. Time. Can we, you have receipts? Can we insert sound clip right here? I say they're going to get 65 to maybe 70 games wins. Do you want to bet on that right now? In there? Let's bet on it right now. Oh. I bet Ooh. you I bet you 200 bucks to make more than 65 wins. Okay. I bet. Oh, oh, okay. Hold on, hold on. So they're going to have yeah. more than 65, 65 wins. Okay, He's yeah. saying more than sixty-five, two hundred dollars. That's a shake right there. Two hundred dollars. I said two hundred. Yeah, right when I shook my. No, 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 he's, no. He, no he said two hundred. No, I didn't hear it. Oh That's yeah, right. check no, your no. headphones. It's recorded. Yeah, yeah, it is yeah, recorded. It is recorded. Yeah, as soon as I shook your hand, you're like, okay, two hundred. No, yeah, because he said two hundred first. Yeah, yeah. And here's the thing. No, hold on. What you're telling me right now is you're nervous about that bet because otherwise you wouldn't sweat that cash. I mean, I don't spend any more than two hundred on any of the games. Uh huh. But you know what? Yeah, I gotta find the episode. I gotta find the episode. And we'll answer the clip. Uh, I know it's the holiday special. It's, trust me, there was like 15 people in the room. All heard you fuck up. <laughs> no, we'll see. We'll see. All I said was they weren't gonna win more than 75 games. I think you, you said, said 60. 60, and you bet 200. dollars Uh, we'll look at that again. But I swear that I had said 75. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right, I'm telling you. It's but I'm not 16. worried. I'm not worried. Oh, you should be very I worried. I am not worried. Uh, yeah, it's time to start winning seasons before you, you're down 15 games from first. And uh, if they're this, if they're, they suck this bad at the All Star break, sell every valuable fucking piece at the deadline. Fire everyone from the top down and rebuild from the foundation. And and you know what? You love Kenny. Fuck Kenny. Funny, I don't like Kenny on fucking uh, South Park. I don't like Kenny Williams. I don't like any Kenny G. I don't like none of that Kenny shit. Kenny G, take that back. But uh, yeah, I agree with you for everyone else. Fuck Kenny. Uh, you know what? Right, you know, I'm, I'm so fucking. My butt is my butt. My butt. My blood. My ass. My ass is chapped. My butt is burning. And you know what? Fuck this shit. That's the bottom line on this. And I know that's not my segment. Fuck this though. It's time for to hear some wow. Cubs news. Thank God. Let's talk God, about a winning damn. team. Hey, first of all, let's address the fact that, um, you know, I don't understand why y'all even change managers because there's no change in, in exactly. What's going on the Thank field. you, Eddie. They, they seem they seem unmotivated. They seem uninterested in being there. You know, this is the, the first season where you play every single team in the league, whether it's AL or NL, and they just they, they're not coming up to the task. Don't get me wrong. I know the A's are uh, not the Rays, uh, not the A's, but the Rays. The Rays are a buzzsaw. They're killing everyone right now. But yep. I mean, mm-hmm. like they're. There's no heart. There's no hustle. There's no muscle in this team, man. I mean, it, it's crazy. We can't. Again, we. we I, <clears throat> one of the big things that I harped on last year about the White Sox is that you know when you're when one of your guys goes down, you have to someone else has to step up, and no one is stepping up for this team. And it's I understand your frustration, especially with Moncada. I'm tired to talk about Moncada. I'm tired of talking about the yo-yo seasons that he's had his entire career. Right. Um, you know. Uh, it, it's just it, it's frustrating and like you said no larusa to blame i don't even understand why you even bother changing managers if you're just gonna get more of the same shit yeah the reason i mean you're bargain shopping and that's the white Sox model bargain shop that they got one of the most uninterested uh white Sox managers of all time 
I mean, even Sleepy LaRusso was more interesting than this fucker. You don't even know when, who the manager is. I don't think the players knew who the manager is. Right. Like, and, they walked and, down into the dugout, like, who the fuck is this guy? You know, that's what's going on. It, no, there's like, there's no heart. There's no uh, and, uh, identity. And is... Um, he's, he's, he's going back to... Uh, he's got a minor league... Uh, right. Because he was injured. Yeah, he was, he's got a minor league assignment this week. He should be back by the time they uh, they play the Rays again. But the Rays are undefeated at home. They're whooping everybody's ass. I think they, they only lost. have three lo- three losses or four. I three losses. They have three losses. Yeah. And they're 13-0 at home. Right. So we were competitive at every single game. We got walked off twice. I mean, yeah. we're hitting, but we're not pitching well. And it's always, that's the story of the White Sox. You're either doing one or the other, not putting anything together. All right, E, I'm, I'm ready for some Cubs news. Cubs news. Let's go. <laughs> I love I think, this so much. I think what what you're really ready for is some Dodgers news because at least you have that's your one ray of sunshine. That is true. Uh, we had a we had a great time the other night on 420 going to see the uh, the Cubs and Dodgers in the first uh, game of that four game uh, set. Um, unfortunately, the Cubs Michael Fulmer decided that he did no longer wanted to uh, to ride that that train to victory because he has been giving up uh, games left and right. Uh, right. No, that that game at the end it ended up with a grand slam in the eighth inning to kind of fill, uh, you know kind of kill the end of that game. But uh, the night, very next day, Drew Smiley went out and uh, had a phenomenal game, probably the best game of his his career. Right. Uh, he had 10K. He almost had a, a perfect game, except Jan Gomes decided he's going to fuck that up for him and, and went, tackle him kind of and tackled him while they were going. They were both going off of a sh- uh, soft dribbler that would have uh, Smiley got there first. He could have got that out easily, but uh, unfortunately that uh, that killed his uh his perfect game bid but the cubs did win 13 to nothing on that game unfortunately they went on to lose the the last two games of the uh the series including today stroman uh uh couldn't hold off kershaw kershaw had a, a great game he's kind of going back into uh his his older form but overall the cubs coming into today uh were looking really good they had uh, they were the best offense in baseball with 5.9 runs per game i mean you go up and down the list um, they're first in NL with 24 stolen bases. And if you would have seen some of the games they had against the A's, you saw how they were just running every chance they got. Um, they are the third in NL ERA 351, and they are second uh, with only 141 hits allowed. Um, they are the 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 most strikeouts in MLB is 216. Cubs are fifth from the bottom with 167. So right now the Cubs are kind of firing in all cylinders. The problem is is that that back end of their bullpen has really got to hold it together because other than that, I mean they're tearing the cover off the ball. Yeah, the Cubs are are, are a very surprising team because you know everyone thought that they had a piece together team where they have the young talent and they're bringing in these veterans to show these guys how to play. These young kids have been tearing the cover off the ball, like you just said. But this stems back from the end of last season when they were literally playing spoiler to the rest of the NL. They were literally taking teams out of the playoff contention. And they had the best bullpen, the best ERA, and and the kids were hitting. So this is carrying over from last season. And again, this goes to having continuity, especially with a a great manager with... um, David Ross. Uh, David Ross down there at the helm. Again, if you have a catcher as your as your manager, he's one probably the smartest person in the room. And now you have them as as your manager. So, you know, props to him because he struggled uh, with with the not having talent for a couple years, and now the talent is coming up to to you know the cream's rising to the top. And you guys have a lot of uh, sunshine coming your way because you have a lot of uh, prospects that are coming up that are going to be really really good as well. 
Yeah, and I mean, you, you look overall. I mean, they're leading the NL in most offensive categories. 118 runs, and that's why they have 5.9 uh, runs per game. You look at a lot, like they have 27 uh, home runs, 112 ribs on the season. I mean, you got guys like Patrick Wisdom out there tearing the cover off the ball. I believe mm-hmm. he has nine home runs in the season. Uh, Same Cody thing with Ian Happ. What's that? Ian Happ, too. Yeah, Ian Happ is another one. Uh, mm-hmm. Cody Bellinger has been been killing it right now. Uh, Cody Bellinger has five home runs. Jan Gomes surprisingly has three on the season. But one I one person I really want to point out is when you're looking at overall batting average is Nico Horner right now. Nico Horner got that deal, and a lot of times what happens is guys like to lay down and and be lazy. But Nico Horner is currently sporting a 367 batting average. Him along with uh, Swanson at 315 and Happ at 307 are both over that 300. Uh, uh, mark. So, I mean, you, I really can't complain. One thing that we did talk about uh, while we were actually at the game was Trey Mancini struggling yeah. while, while everyone else around him was was flourishing. And and as soon as he got that one, he, he had a, a liner, like, uh, I think, what, right to second, and it kind of went past his glove. He got on base. And the first thing I said to you, I said, that's one hitter. I said, he's going to get at least another hit tonight. And he did. And then he went on the next day on Friday and had, I think, four hits, and including a home run. So, I mean, as when you look at who is actually on this roster, the Major League roster right now, as far as the bats, I mean, they're doing uh, what they need to do. And, I mean, it's been impressive considering, like you said, it sounded like a makeshift lineup when we're coming into the season. Yeah. So, right now, like I said, it's, it looks- summer is going to be very nice. Well summer's, always, well, summer's always really nice at Wrigley. Everyone just goes to the party, and now you have actually a good team to watch as well. Yeah, well, no one goes to the south side. But you got you got to pick Unless and choose winning. your battles. Unless we're winning. Yeah. I, I know that. Yeah, so. That's all right. We'll win more than 60 games. 75. You said 60. No, I did not. <laughs> yeah. I'm younger than all you, so I think I have a we better recorded memory. The sa- we have a recorded sound. Mm. Second of all, Eddie has a fucking memory of an elephant. He remembers everything. Mm, I think this one's wrong. And if I'm wrong, I'll admit I'm wrong. But I... Okay, so so here's what what needs to happen. We need to play that sound. Oh, we will. And play a loop of him saying, if I'm wrong, I'll admit I'm wrong. And then just save that forever. And that'll be part of the intro or outro for whatever show okay, we Okay, I'll do that right now. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> I'll do that right now. Oh, you already did it. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. And I'll admit I'm wrong. Clip that. There you go. Clip oh, it. I love it. I love it. You I like it. Think, I love it. That one should be clipped too. I don't buy that for a second. What? Yeah. That you're going to admit? Yeah, I'll admit it. <sighs> Okay. Here's this the thing, he doesn't really have too. to admit it anymore because <laughs> we have the sound. Okay, I can't wait to go back into the archives and look for it. He's going to be like, no, that's AI sound. That's AI. <laughs> I didn't say that. Why do I my, sound like Michael Jackson? Here, like, my fear my fear is that the button on the roadcaster is going to get worn out that we try to <laughs> <laughs> Is that part of the warranty? Uh, yeah, I think we're good on the warranty. <laughs> Lifetime warranty. Is it? Yeah. Nice. I don't know. Fuck that company. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Look, I mean, the Cubs are looking good overall. I really, again, the the big sore spot right now has got to be Michael Fulmer because he, you know, if if those of you out there remember, I mean, he was a really good uh, prospect for the Tigers back in the day. He had like a great game. I think it was a no hitter close to it. He won uh, like rookie of the year. And then he, he kind of just faded away, faded away, faded away. So, I mean, him now playing in the back end of the bullpen, the problem is, is that Cubs don't, the Cubs really don't have a, like a, a sure, sure shot closer. I mean, they, they're running out guys, um, you know, at Adzelay that they're still trying to keep 
fresh because so, they're going to use him as a, as a starter at some point. Uh, we're hearing uh, uh, Hendricks is going to be uh, throwing some simulation games coming up soon. So they're expecting him, you know, maybe uh, mid to late May to be coming back. So, I mean, their rotation is going to be rounding out really nicely. Wesneski looks uh, looked pretty good the other day. Um, I keep calling Wesneski because, you know, I, I can't Monsters say his properly. Yeah. Really. Monsters uh, um, but I do want to bring up uh, a former Cub. Javi Baez over here who uh, got ejected. Did you guys talk about that already? No, we did it. Oh, yeah. We don't care. I mean, I find it interesting that you, Detroit and everyone's saying, like, that's going to be, like, the worst contract in MLB history. I'm like... I doubt it. I doubt it, too. I'm like, that's a little over-exaggerating it. But, yeah, he got benched and pulled out. Me, yeah. yeah, so... That's I mean, yeah, he, he needs a fresh a fresh start somewhere else. He does... Uh, Detroit's where players go to die right now, especially with... The, the, they're going through a whole new rebuild. Like they've got young kids that are there should be on AAA teams on the field. You got Mickey uh, Mickey uh, Cabrera on his last season of his career. You know his his uh, hurrah train, saying bye to everybody in every ballpark. I don't really think that Detroit is a place for him. I think he needs to be on a team that has a bunch of established stars, so that way they can keep him in control. Yeah. I think that at least for, you know, when we talk about the worst contracts in MLB history, the first one, like I said, it's got to be Bobby Bonilla because the Mets are still paying that dude. So 2025. And, uh, yes. You know, a lot of Cubs fans will say it was Jason Hayward, which I don't agree with either because I no. think he definitely brought leadership and he brought, right. you know, his offense, his, his offense didn't show up the way that we had hoped. But again, I still think he wasn't the same after he got hit in the head years and years ago for Atlanta. Um, but but real quick, I want to look forward to what the Cubs have upcoming. Um, they're still playing California teams after playing Oakland and the Dodgers. Uh, they welcome in the Padres starting this uh, uh, the beginning of this upcoming week. That should be interesting because yep. the Padres is another team with a lot of talent. Um, Tatis is, is not back yet. A lot of people are kind of upset that the fact that even though he was suspended, he's getting an uh, elongated uh, spring training and, and AAA assignment. So it'll be interesting what he can bring to the table once he comes back to the team. Um, but the next thing is, is that after the the Cubs face the, the Padres for a three-game series, they get to play um, in South Beach against the Marlins, and then they travel over to D.C. and see the uh, the Nationals before the Marlins come over to Wrigley. So you got uh, a couple of NL East uh, foes who are not necessarily the strongest, so they should be able to kind of hopefully straighten out some of their pitching woes when they face some of these uh, lowly uh, NL East contenders. What, what's the uh, what, what do you think the Cubs do against the Padres? Because I mean, that's a that's a formidable foe. I think they're better than the Dodgers at this point. And I know it's a three-game series. Do you do, how many wins do you come out with? I mean, I, I think this is the thing. I think you're getting at least one win out of it. I definitely think you – I don't know if you're going to sweep, but I definitely think that you can win two out of three. Right. And so, in fact, again, you're talking about the number one offense in all of baseball right now. I don't see Patrick Wisdom slowing down. He's been, you know, really red hot right now. I also think that Bellinger is going to want to uh, get up for the games against the Padres, being that he was a longtime Dodger, and that's one of his, you know, old rivals and things like that. So uh, Hosmer coming over to the Cubs after playing with the Padres is another one. So mm -hmm. I definitely think they're going to get up for it. I think, the, the, again, the question is not the offense, in my opinion. It comes down to the pitching and the end of the bullpen because that's been a concern uh you know 20 was it 20 22 games into the season that's been their their biggest downfall and why they're actually uh sitting in third place i believe i think the pirates right. are actually a little bit better than them right now yeah the pirates are have won uh i think nine straight or something like that they're just they're on fire at the moment so yeah. you're looking at the pirates and the rays who are the two hottest teams right behind it you have the blue jays 
another red hot team. I mean, it's it's a big parody at this point because we know who the teams that are garbage are already in 22 games, and we know who the, t- the contenders are in 22 games. Yeah, I think they probably take maybe two out of three games or one out of three, but I don't I don't think sweeping is an option. No, I don't think. No, it's no I, I, here's the thing. I think they definitely can based on the offense, right? If you get, you know, if they're if they're up there hitting, you know. Eight and ten runs oh, a yeah, game. Of I mean, you can hold the Padres to six runs a game. You know what I mean? It just it really depends on their, but their their offense. They can't have this like they did with the Dodgers, where it's a two two game and then give up a grand slam in the eighth inning. That's right. the problem there, including what like a single or some stupid play that uh, that Hayward was able to get on. Um, but you know, overall, it is impressive to see what the Pirates are doing, considering the fact that Cruz O'Neill got got his leg broken, um, and he's supposed to be their biggest prospect right now. So. Um, I think overall, you definitely the, the Cubs are definitely in contention to win the Central. I don't see anything really special uh, out of the Brewers. They have some good pitching, but I don't think like overall um, they're they're going to be this hot team. Uh, so I don't see any reason, especially if the Cubs' offense continues. There's no reason that they shouldn't be going after number one a closer and probably another starter, so that they can take a guy like Wesneski or or, or maybe Assad, uh, who is who's you know he actually. He's he did really good for Team Mexico in the WBC. I mean, he's been a, a high prospect. It was him against Wesneski to take that uh, number five spot in the rotation. So it'll be interesting to see where they kind of move on because I think Fulmer. It's way too early in the season to be you know fucking up so bad. It, it's going to be real easy to to, to uh, kick that guy to the curb and let some of these young guys have a chance. Completely agree with you on the, the Cubs forefront. Yeah, I have no problems with anything that he said. So. Look at that! Wow. wow. No, I don't. I'm on the same page as Eddie. I'd like that sound clip as well. Thank you. Ah, <laughs> you can make it your ringtone. That's going to be in the intro. As soon as you go to introduce him, I'm on the same page with Eddie. Hey, is he wrong? <laughs> I agree with everything he said. <laughs> Love it. Oh. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we'll be right back after a quick break from our sponsors. I think I'll perplex him with my slow ball. One, two, three, strike, you're out. Hey, true Chicago sports fans, show off your Chicago pride with some fresh clothes from Grit Clothing Company. At Grit Clothing, they create that simple yet classic style that represents that Chicago Southside lifestyle. From t-shirts to hoodies, hats to glassware, they've got you covered. Grit has everything you need to represent your Chicago pride. So do it right now. Check out gritclothingco.com and use the promo code TRUEFAN15. TRUEFAN15. For 15, 15, 15, 15, 15, 15% off your entire order. Let me say it again. That's gritclothingco.com and use the promo code TRUEFAN15 for 15% off of your entire order. What up? It's Martin Moreno and you are listening to True Chicago Sports Fans Podcast. Welcome back to the True Chicago Sports Fan Podcast with E-Rock and Big Z. Yes, sir. This is 3 and Out Draft Edition. All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's not waste any time and get into the GM hot seat. We have, we're joined today by our new NFL contributor, J.C. Howard. J.C., welcome to the show, brother. Thank you guys for having me. Thank you. Thank you. 
Well, hey, you know what? Uh, I'm just going to drive the bus while you two kids talk football in the back of the bus and uh, nerd out. So, uh, again, let's not waste any time. The Bears' biggest needs are center, corner, interior defensive line, offensive tackle, and edge rusher. So, we got to know, what are the Bears going to do with the number nine pick? JC. Uh, Let's see. Uh, If it were up to me, there are three people that I would take at number nine, right? We are talking Tyree Wilson. We are talking the best corner off the board, or we are talking the best offensive tackle. Now, Peter Skaronsky is the quote-unquote, you know, short-arm guy, but, you know, I'm leaning Paris Johnson. You guys tell me. What do you think? Look, I mean, look, uh, number one, it, it, I, we, we got to give uh, uh, Ryan Poles some some credit for, for moving from that number one pick so so early on in the process, right after the, the GM meetings I heard today where he was, uh, uh, it was the GM of the Panthers talking about how they came to fruition. They talked about it after the owners meetings, uh, you know, those offseason meetings, and they talked about, you know, the thing that sweetened the deal was to bring in DJ Moore. So I think, number one, we got to give Ryan Pohl some credit for staying in the top 10 overall and getting another pick next year, first uh first pick next year or first round pick next year getting a second pick and bringing in a guy that's significantly better than any other receiver that you had in the room to begin with so that's an upgrade right off the bat now when we talk about who they should go after i mean you know there's a lot of mock drafts out there and and number one one that i I pulled up in particular was chris sims uh, mock draft and he does have the bears taking skoronsky at uh, at number nine overall Looking at the fact that, you know, regardless of what you think about Justin Fields, is he a running back? Is he a quarterback? He is, of course, a quarterback. You look at what he did in college when he had weapons around him. I think the number one thing you have to do is protect him. Correct. And I think that uh, at that spot, Skaronsky's a, a great pick. I agree. Uh, my only thing is this is where I might set you off. I love Justin Fields as an athlete, as a runner. Show me you can pass. And that is why I'm leaning towards that offensive tackle. Give me the protection. I want to see this man drop back 30 times. Complete me 25 passes a game. Show me that you have that ability. Show me. Yeah, I I think think the big thing is for a young guy – uh, young in the NFL on his second offense last year, um, you know, you're. I don't think we saw anything his rookie season, right? Like it, it, just the way they kind of they jacked that up. You bring in Andy Dalton, you just don't. You, you know, I think Matt Nagy on his way out, he's trying to sabotage the team. I think he was doing that since 2019. Um, but I mean, when, when we look at the fact that he was a very good passer in in college i mean he he had the weapons there and i think that if you can protect him you know i i think they might miss david montgomery a little bit just because he he was a decent blocker um but i think overall number one again you you brought in dj Moore so that you're gonna have someone else to throw to you're gonna be able to stretch the field and that's gonna take some pressure off of justin fields because he's gonna be able to chuck it i do think that you know he's gonna you a lot of people like to give uh, uh, Jay Cutler some shit because he loved to like roll out and he would actually complete passes, but he also trusted his arm too much. He pulled his best uh, um, 
Brett Favre impression when he was on the Bears. And I do think that Justin Fields can definitely uh, be a very good passer in the NFL, but he does need, another, uh, again, a second year in the same offense in the NFL, right? Because you got to think, coming from college, you know, that's one offense. Then his rookie season is a second. That's three offenses in, in, in three years, right? So now you're looking at, okay, we have some consistency. We're giving you a weapon to throw to. We need to protect this guy. And I do think that, you know, as long as you go offensive line, you can do so. And he can be, you know, uh, um, a very strong passer in this league. I mean, especially with the news today that Aaron Rodgers is, is finally getting shipped off to the Jets. Right. That's huge news. Uh, I, I mean, I don't see any reason why, uh, uh, you know, Justin Fields can't be the cream of the crop in the NFC North. Yeah, I completely agree with you on that. That he is the the quarterback at the top of the of, of the mountain, a short mountain, which is the NFC North right now. Uh, and looking at Skoroski, that's going to be a guard that's going to be solidified the, the offensive line. But we have other names that are linked to the Bears, such as Jalen Carter, who, which everybody's been talking about. You got uh, Paris Johnson, Darnell Wright, uh, Christian Gonzalez. Those are all names that are floating around. If they, if they can't get Skoroski, are those names somebody that that, that you want to plug in? Uh, so for me personally, uh, even though like I love Carter as a prospect, listen, coming into his pro day, uh, looking like he had to leave and go back and attend to some legal matters. Then you go, go to your pro day and you add on nine pounds, can't get through two drills. I got to be honest with you. Carter worries me a little bit. You know, is is he there? Is the maturity there? So it's one of those where, you know, I sent you some info uh, yeah. during the week of, uh, you know, hey, if we can trade back to, say, the Titans, say, like, Will Levis or one of those guys falls and the Titans want to move up and we move back two spots, there's a man called Kalijah Kansi that I, I tell you what, I've got my eye on that boy because his first step off that line as a, as a three-tech uh, defensive tackle, I mean, it is crazy how quickly he can split between two two offensive line so like i said I, it's one of those where i'm good at nine i'm good moving back you know what I, i'm giving polls the the leash to kind of see where he wants to go uh so far like i said i mean he has put together one of the best wide receiver cores that the bears have ever had we're talking dj moore we're talking chase claypool Darnell Mooney, those three are the best we have ever had. Then you throw in Cole Komet and Tunyon. We'll see what happens with Tunyon. You know, I he hasn't performed very well due to injuries for the Packers for the past couple of years. But like I said, it, Poles is making moves that I like. You know, the, the thing about Jalen Carter is that I just don't trust him. I just don't trust his maturity. Agreed. Um, it, it's not just the fact that, you know, he had some legal troubles, but it was the fact that after you had legal trouble uh, and, it, and it came down to, you know, literally a passenger and a scout, was it a scouter or someone else that worked with Georgia in their in their locker room died. They died in the car accident. And then not too long after that, he gets pulled over again for reckless driving again. So, I mean, what that shows me is that uh, you just don't live in, in, the, in the real world. I, this is to me. I, I just I don't know a, a lot about uh, Carter as a person, 
Um, but I mean, it shows me that at this age, at this stage in your life, when you're about to enter the NFL, you're showing a, a lack of maturity that, you know, and, and it's 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 almost like a privilege, right? I belong here. Nothing's going to happen to me. I'm untouchable. That's not how that works, especially when you're coming into a multi-billion dollar league where everyone's spending all this money to come and, and, and see your team. You can't, you know, be pulling that type of crap. I, I get that that he had legal troubles. He probably had a lot of stuff on his mind. But then to come into his pro day overweight, not being able to finish the drills, not be able to, to show what he's he's supposed to be in the NFL. I don't I don't trust him at all. I I, I would have a uh, I would have a hard time with the Bears taking Jalen Carter, despite the fact that you know at, at one point in time, I mean, he was considered to possibly be the number one pick. And and when when the Bears dropped back from one to nine, I mean, there was a lot of sound about oh my god now what are you gonna do with carter well carter might fall to them at nine i just wouldn't be comfortable drafting him i feel like you know uh you you talked about uh Kansi. right now looking at the uh, the mock draft that uh phil sims put out he has him going uh, number 13 to uh to the jets so i kind of i, I still like skronsky one one of the knocks that we had we you had mentioned a little while ago was about his arms. Well, I'll tell you uh, about another short arm guy drafted by the Chicago Bears that uh, helped to lead them to the Super Bowl, and his name was Jimbo Covert. Okay, mm, so, Hall of Famer. Look, Hall of Famer, baby. Yeah, put put round, respect on his name, sir. Nineteen eighty three <laughs> draft. You know, one of the best drafts of all time in all of NFL history. So, I, I, look, I, he's a he's a local guy. You got him. You got Cole Komet, another local guy. You got Robert Tanyan, a local guy. Bring them all in, baby. Let's go. Uh, Skaronsky, actually, former alma mater, uh, Maine South High School. Uh, uh, I'm also former Maine South. So, like I said, we, we got some history there. But uh, I'm not against Skaronsky. Like I said, I, you know, Paris Johnson has the um, – he has played right tackle before. So, it's one of those where, you know, he, he has the experience at right tackle. Again, I'm, I'm all for best offensive tackle at nine. Like I said, with Jalen Johnson and his contract coming up as well, um, you know, we got Kendall Vildor who's filling in at the, in the uh, slot nickel position. And we got Gordon, which also Gordon, he kind of had a rough year last year in the start, started coming on at the end because they moved him to nickel. Uh, so am I against taking, you know, one of these two corners at nine? I'm not. You know, the, the beautiful thing is the Bears have so many needs that I'm not really against anything that they could possibly do here. So if, if we're not going to go defense with our first pick, who would you pick on offense for your offensive? I mean, sorry. So corner, besides cornerback, who would you pick on defense? Because uh, you have, uh, you said Paris Johnson's a tackle. We have Skaronsky's a, Skaronsky's a guard. Uh, the other gentleman is Tyree Wilson. Uh, he's an edge rusher, but uh, again, I don't know that he makes it to us at nine. Uh, he could be gone by five. He could be gone by seven. It's all based on, you know, is there another team that feels comfortable with Jalen Carter that they're willing to take him? Because if not, if Carter starts falling, Tyree could definitely be the guy being taken much earlier in that five to seven to five, to eight, ten range. Yeah, that mock, that mock draft that I have uh, has him going number two to Houston. I don't think I, he he might not last that long. Uh, listen, if I were Houston, I would still be taking a quarterback. I don't know what all this rumor about Stroud is going on, but uh, Davis Mills is not, not their guy. So <laughs> yeah, that that's a very it's very 
very questionable. I mean, I don't, I really don't understand that because you got this one again. This is just Chris Sims mock draft. Uh, he has Bryce Young going number one overall to Carolina. He has Tyree Wilson going number two to Houston, number three, Will Anderson to Arizona. And the next uh, quarterback off the board, Will Levis to Indianapolis. And I know there's been rumblings about them. Uh, liking Levis for quite some time. Um, and when you go further down, you got uh, Jalen Carter going to Seattle at five, Devin Witherspoon uh, to Detroit, and at seven, Paris Johnson, your guy, to Vegas. And then the next quarterback, C.J. Stroud, uh, right before the Bears' number nine pick, he, they have him going to Atlanta. So, I mean, you do have three quarterbacks in this mock draft going in the first round in the first top eight, but you also have, again, you got these uh, defensive linemen and uh, before you even get to the Bears. Now, one one question I want to ask you, JC, a lot of people have uh, fallen in love, just absolutely fallen in love with the idea of Bijan Robinson running back at number nine. This mock track has him going to Philly at number 10. They've already reloaded on the uh, on their uh, in the running backs room in Philly. So I'll be a little bit surprised. But I mean, what do you think about the possibility of them going after Robinson with the number nine overall pick? Listen, Bijan is a special, special athlete. However, my problem is at nine, that is way too rich for my blood. Listen, give give me the positions of need, the positions that are of value to the Bears. All right. We can go pick up a Zach Charbonnet in the 60s and 70s with our later second round and uh, third round pick. Uh, I believe it's, uh, what do we got, 64 in the third round pick. Zach Charbonnet should still be there around 64. And Zach Charbonnet is a big back. He's 220 pounds. I believe he's uh, six foot one. And like I said, he's, uh, I think he ran like a four, five, five uh, at the combine. combine. He's uh, one of those bigger backs, but he's got good hands. Yeah, I I think with with the Bears, I mean, a, a bigger back, you got I mean he he's he's a good sized kid. I mean you're talking about a six foot guy, two hundred and fourteen pounds, um, and he's got a four, five, three, forty. I'm I wouldn't be mad at this at all. I really I don't I couldn't I'm not gonna sit here and tell you that I know a ton about Zach Charbonnet. I mean I, I like his name, it's fun to say, right? Um <laughs> it is. <laughs> but but but, uh, but I mean, you know, um look, I think if you pair another like a bruiser back there with him i think number one you got to look at his blocking right blocking is going to be really important considering the fact that you're going to be looking at a two tight end offense you're going to be looking at their, them wanting to stretch the field and you're looking at the fact that you want justin fields to be comfortable enough to sit in the pocket and chuck it down the field in this nfl you have to be able to throw the football and it's not just about his arm strength because i think we we know that he has that he had he was actually uh, uh, as a whole when you look at his numbers justin fields looked pretty good when he's throwing the dip deep pass his biggest thing was the under passes right so those middle midfield passes where you got to get between the linebacker and the cornerback and and making those nice tight throws in those windows where you saw very few of those and when he did have to make that decision and throw it in those little pockets that's when you saw him run for his life yeah and again that could be due to the offensive line that was porous you know we Signed a bunch of guys last year to one-year deals, and uh, they never even saw the field. Uh, they got hurt in preseason, and, you know, training camp. And like I said, we made a patchwork of what we had. Um, but like I said, if we put that offensive line together, we give Justin Fields the time where he's not getting pressured up the middle. Like I said, I, I think that helps us a lot. Um, 
like I said, if you guys take the time to go watch Zach Charbonnet, like I said, I think you guys will like him. He is a bigger bruising back. Um, we do have uh, Deontay Foreman now who signed uh, like a one-year deal, I believe, for $2 million. Um, You know, he's going to fill in pretty good, but uh, I believe uh, Herbert is going to be our number one. Whoa. Uh, you know, the, the one knock on Herbert is he's not really a pass catcher. You know, we do have Tristan Ebner and Homer now, uh, who that kind of is more of their specialty uh, to, you know, catch, catch the passes out of the backfield. Uh, another knock on Herbert was his pass protection. So, like I said, whether or not Deontay Foreman is a little better, you know, I'd have to go watch some film on Deontay Foreman. Um, but like I said, to, to me, I, I love the idea of Bijan, you know, but... Like I said, I, I think the offensive tackle is the much more premium position to have. So one other player that the Bears brought over from the Raiders was last year, Alex Leatherwood. He was a high draft pick for them. We really didn't see him on the field too much. And I think the few times that we did see him actually, uh, you know, take the field, he didn't look too great. Do you have any uh, uh, any hope for this guy? Personally, I think he's just going to be depth for the Bears. Um, I mean, unless the Bears saw something, you know, on the practice field that we aren't always uh, able to see, um, I, I think he'll just be depth for the Bears, honestly. Um, you know, the, the was it Mike Mayock, uh, you know, draft classes didn't turn out to be all that good, you know. Uh, as good as he was at doing mock drafts, he was not good at drafting himself. <laughs> Uh, so you you mentioned uh, some of the players that they acquired via free agency, um, and like you said, most of them are one-year deals. Rasheen Green, defensive line from Houston. Dylan Cole from uh, linebacker from the Titans. Deontay Foreman, we talked about a little bit. Robert Tunyon, we talked a little bit. And uh, you know, P.J. Walker, I think, was a pretty good pickup for them as a backup for Fields, a, more, a guy that's more similar to the way he plays. Uh, you also mentioned Andrew Billings and I believe also Travis Homer. These are all short contracts. Looking at the the big four, I'll call them, just because of the, the length of the contract. Um, you look at DJ Moore, and, and we know we. I think we all love this guy already. Twenty five year old guy. He's going to be able to stretch the field. He's automatically the Bears' best pass catcher. Uh, but looking at uh, Tremaine Ed, uh, uh, Tremaine Edmonds and TJ Edwards and Nate Davis. Okay, between those three, who was your favorite pickup? You know what? After going back, because I wasn't very familiar with Nate Davis. But going back and watching some of his tape from the Titans, I mean, I was impressed. He, I mean, he pulls, and he is a physical offensive lineman. So, you know, I know we're going to be moving Jenkins to the uh, left guard now, and uh, Davis is going to be playing at the right guard. Um, but like I said, I was very impressed with what I saw out of Davis. And uh, I believe it was a pretty low contract. Uh, there wasn't that much money there that we ended up paying him. It was, it was a pretty low contract. Um you know, as for the two linebackers, you know, we have very good. I mean, both linebackers are rated extremely well at pass protection. Um, but my question is, you know, other than Minnesota with Hawkinson, mm, you know, Green Bay doesn't have a tight end unless they draft Kincaid or a Michael Meyer. Um, you know, the Lions traded away Hawkinson. So, I, mean, I still don't. I still do not understand that move. I, I don't understand that. No sense at all. 
Listen, you know, it's one of those Hawkinson, he was drafted really high. He performed well, but, you know, he never lived up to that. What was it like? I mean, he was drafted in the first round. So, you know, it's kind of like the Cole Komet situation. You know, he's doing well, but is he living up to that first round? It's, you know, when you draft somebody in the first round like that, you're kind of hoping for a Kelsey or Mark Andrews or. I I think that. I think Cole Komet has a lot of potential, especially what you saw when he builds up his relationship with Justin Fields last year as his safety valve. I think, uh, you know, I I do definitely think when we talk about those short passes, I mean, he is a big, big boy. And and I'm a Notre Dame fan, you know, admittedly, everyone that listens to the show knows that. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, like, I was was happy when they when they brought him in. And, and, you know, I was, you know, especially the fact that it was a set. I think he was wasn't he the second round pick because he was a first or first tight end taken off the board. They didn't have a first round pick because of the Khalil Mack trade. But um, I'm I'm happy with his progression that we saw last year. And again, another a new offense. You saw some things coming together and, and I just I, I really I hated the knock on Justin Fields oh he's a running back he could throw the ball but you got to get those guys out there all right let me uh let me take a look at some of the other picks because the, the Bears are loaded with picks in this uh 2023 draft so aside from number nine we talked about that a little bit but we also have two uh second round picks uh number 53 from Baltimore which was part of that Roquan Smith trade and then number two, 61, uh, uh, sorry, round two, uh, pick number 61 from Carolina, part of the G.J. Moore trade. What do you think the Bears are going to do in the second round of this NFL draft? Well, I mean, that all depends on, uh, you know, sorry, guys, I think I might have lost you here. There you go. Um, let me see. Uh, okay, there we go. I just happened to close the link. Um, so to me, it all depends on, you know, if we go offensive tackle in the first round, then to me, like, let's be looking in for those trenches uh, for the defensive line in the second round. Um, there is a cornerback uh, that I do like. Let me see if I can find my paperwork here. I believe his name is Brents, uh, shoot, who should be there in the 60s. Uh, but like I said, I believe it's Brents. And... Uh, like I said, uh, a bunch of me and my guys, you know, we've been watching corners and stuff like that. Uh, again, it comes down to, you know, the Jalen Johnson contract comes down to, you know, you're running with Kindle Vildor and Gordon. Um, so it's one of those um, also in the second round, I'd be looking for center. Um, you got a couple centers that should be there in the second round that I would love to have. Uh, you got, uh, I think it's pronounced Whiplier. Uh, W-Y-P-L-E-R um, and you also have Chipman um, those are two centers um, because basically if you go look at our center who's going to be Cody Whitehair um, if we post June 6th him or post June 1st uh, we could save 9.9 million on the salary cap um, and, and then he would be uh, 4.2 million on dead cap so, like I said, I mean, you know, you're potentially replacing him and getting some salary cap savings. Now, you know, whether or not the Bears feel comfortable running with Cody Whitehair for one more year, um, that is also a potential. Yeah, I mean, I, I think uh, I think when we saw them move Cody Whitehair over to the center position, I, I think they were they were. I think they were pretty comfortable with it because I, I, I think it really is just about whatever is around that center position. I think that they, when you look at Jenkins right there, I, I 
he has definitely got a lot of potential. We saw that first year had some issues, whether it was mentally, whether it was with the coaching staff, whether it was the fact that, like the rest of Chicagoans, he hated Matt Nagy. Um, but I mean, like, I think that as he went on, he got a fresh start, essentially, with a new coaching staff, with a new GM, with new players around him. I, I feel like he definitely stepped up last year. And he, I, I feel like I don't have any reason to believe that Jenkins won't be around for several years to come, but definitely Cody White here at the center position is a question mark. I, I do think that there's a possibility that they'll go into uh, next year uh, uh, or this next upcoming season with him as their starter. But I do like the the idea. You, you said, was it Luke? It was that Luke Wipler or Whipler? Yeah, I don't know how you pronounce it, but it's yeah, yeah Whip Whipler or. Um, because like I said, I mean, Cody Whitehair, he's got uh, this year and next year. And then basically, uh, or I believe he's got a, a, a one more year after next year. Um, yeah. So it's one of those where, listen, even though he's on the books for us this year, I'm not again still taking a shot at the position, um, you know, and having depth there and being ready to replace him and take that salary cap savings. Um, as it is, if you look at next year, um, we have $120 million in salary cap for, for even next year, um, you know, accordingly. So, like like I said, you know, Poles has some work to do, uh, whether or not we start, you know, re-signing some of these Jalen Johnsons and Cole Komets. Um, you know, we still technically right now have uh, $35 million in salary cap. So, we still got some money that we could spread around and get some of these guys that are that have been good on our team, uh, you know, some some early money. There's another guy that I'm so I'm looking at some uh, uh, offensive line rankings for this upcoming draft, and there's another guy named Steve Avila. He is a 30, 332-pound uh, center from TCU, 6'4". Um, he's got an 85.6 ranking, uh, a rating out of 100. So, I mean, that's another guy they can look at, especially a guy that already has uh, some experience at the center position. Uh, he's, a, he's a solid guy. He looks like he's, you know, I'm looking at just, again, a, guys that I've never... I, I haven't draft. I haven't uh, scouted second round offensive linemen too much. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, it looks like uh, he's he's a pretty highly rated uh, uh, guy. He's rated at eighty eight percent for his pass blocking, seventy nine at his run blocking. So that might be a little bit of a hindrance considering the fact that we have a quarterback who does love to run the football a bit. But I mean, it looks like there is a couple of guys that they could be able to snag in that spot that would definitely fill a need. Um, so. This this draft in particular, I mean, there are a lot of picks for the Bears. We're going to be hearing a, a, a lot because you have, again, your first round pick uh, at number nine from Carolina, number two from Baltimore, number two from Carolina, number four, round four, 133 from Philly. Uh, and that was, a, I believe it was part of the, uh, um, uh, what is his name? Robert, uh, uh, who was it? The, the lineman. They Robert Quinn. Quinn. Yes, thank you. Um, they got him. Uh, that was a part of the, the package back from Philly. And uh, round five, 148 from New England. I believe that was part of the uh, the receiver that they brought over. So, I mean, they uh, have. Nikhil Harry. Yeah, yeah Nikhil Harry. Harry. I, I like I like Harry. I, I think that he, again, I, I think he needed a fresh start. He's a big, tall guy. He had that, uh, with that, that kind of um, tumbling catch that he had last year. But I, I just. I feel like he's not super confident in himself, and I think that the team overall was not confident enough for him. Uh, so looking at uh, rounds four through seven, there's one, two, three, four, five, six more picks, in including a uh, seventh-round pick at number 258, which is a compensatory selection. 
Are there any other names in particular that stick out to you that as someone that they should target? Um, there's a couple of guys. Um, there's uh, like edge rushers, like a uh, Byron Young. Um, I'm pretty familiar with him. Liked what I saw out of him. Um, he is out of Tennessee. He's a six foot two, 250 pound senior. Um, again, really kind of like what I saw out of him. Uh, again, he's not going to be that top notch edge rusher like a Tyree Wilson or a Will Anderson. But, you know, if, if you focus on the trenches, um, you know, really start throwing some bodies in there because, you know, what the Bears put on the field last year with edge rush, you know, I, I believe, uh, was it Brisker was our leading sack uh, yeah. person? Mm hmm. Mm -hmm. So, so like I said, I mean, we, we need to get some better pass rush in there. Um, you know, I know that, uh, they always say Nagy or, uh, um, <laughs> listen to me, Nagy. Um, but you know, they, they say that the three technique is the most important to, you know, our defensive system this year. Um, but like I said, we, we need some edge rush. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I mean, it, look, looking at his, uh, his prospect info, I mean, it looks like he, he's got some pretty good prospect grades. Overall, they give him a, a 69. They call him the 15th best, best uh, edge uh, uh, pass or edge rusher. Uh, but he has a high athleticism score and he's a, he's got a 4-4-3-40. Uh, so, I mean, th this is a guy that, that can get up the field. And as long as he's uh, able to shed some blockers, he'll be good to go. Yeah, so the Bears have uh, Bears and Bears fans have a lot to look forward to in this upcoming draft. Before we get out of here, real quick, JC, who will be the number one pick in this year's NFL draft? Listen, I don't know if it's smoke screens galore with CJ Stroud. I do not know what is happening with that man, uh, but it is looking like it is going to be Bryce Young. Um, like I said, I personally, I thought. You know, watching that Georgia game uh, with, uh, you know, C.J. Stroud out there running around making plays, he looked pretty damn good to me. But like I said, uh, it's looking – people are saying he's going to drop past seven. So, like I said, I don't know wow. if I found C.J. Stroud, but, uh, you know, it looks like it's going to be my, young. My, my, my big thing about Bryce Young is he's a little guy. That has always been my thing about him. He, I feel I, I'm, uh, my biggest fear with him is his durability in the NFL uh, with guys that are, uh, you know, you look, you play with big guys in college when you go to a, a school, you know, a, a school like Alabama. But it's a whole different ball game when you make it to the NFL. Oh, man. And I'm really worried about his durability because you look at what's going on with uh, with Kyler over in Arizona. And, and you know, I, my, my favorite quote about Kyler is that whenever you see him run, it looks like a toddler trying to run away from something they weren't supposed to do. And that's exactly <laughs> what it looks like. He does not look like he belongs in the field with NFL players. Well, I mean, hey, look, look you look at Tua. I mean, Tua is bigger than Bryce Young. And uh, he got whipped down three times last year by a defensive tackle or defensive lineman. And, and his, his head is not right still to this day. Uh, you know, I was listening to something today where he was talking about, you know, he considered retirement. Yep, he did. Um, but, you know, he uh, stayed because he wanted to my body, my choice. And, uh, you know, I want to I want my son to see me play football and understand what I was doing, you know. But like I said, I mean, when, when you look at somebody even to a size who is larger than Bryce Young um, and you look at Bryce Young and then you go, what can a 330 pound man do to this guy? Mm hmm whipping him down to the ground it, it's scary 
Like, yeah. The, the little guys do not you know, tend to do well in the NFL. You look you, up and down. I mean, Johnny Manziel, uh, you, you, just in general, the, the smaller guys don't do that well. I mean, I, unless you want to include Doug Flutie in that conversation. But uh, Drew Brees. Drew Brees, right. Drew Brees, Drew, Brees, Drew Brees was like the exception, right? That's that's the biggest thing about him. And remember, he didn't he didn't uh, uh, do anything because he, he got hurt right away when he came in with the Chargers. Right. Yep, absolutely. You know, but like I said, he he him with Sean Payton. He knew that system in and out, knew where to get the ball. I mean, that is probably one of the saving graces of his career because, like I said, I mean, they always talked about how, you know, he had to look between tackles to, you know, see where he was throwing. I mean, Bryce Young's even smaller than Drew Brees. Right. That's right. All right, JC, thank you for being a part of our draft preview. Can you tell our fans where they can follow you on social media? Uh, As of right now, uh, you know, I'm a... not really on any NFL social medias or anything like that. Um, you know, have been kicking around the idea of starting my own podcast uh, with some of my guys in the uh, fantasy football realm. Uh, so, like I said, uh, might be doing that soon. So, might be hitting you guys up for some info about mics and setups. You know, so no, we'll definitely help you out with that. We are uh, now experts going to, starting from the ground up with a USB mics and a laptop. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, now we have uh, actual equipment. So we are uh, pretty good experts on uh, what to get, what not to get. And uh, yeah, we'll definitely help you out with that. And then uh, we look forward to uh, setting you up and looking forward to the NFL information that you'll be spooling out with the rest of those knuckleheads that you call friends. Oh, man, let me tell you, they are knuckleheads. Oh, I know. I'm in that draft. sounds like like pretty soon we might be bringing everyone a brand new show on the 606 media lineup think about it think about it that's right hey listen the only thing is don't try and hook me up with grit clothing i do my own clothing so hey 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 that contract's contract's almost up sir hey i've been telling them i'm like i'm like i do clothing yep 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 (laughs) but like hey let's keep that on the quiet you know sorry six uh grit clothing and you know (laughs) sponsor these boys uh you know all right jc thank you so much for being on the show we'll uh we'll definitely have you back on soon ladies and gentlemen we'll be right back with a word after a word from our sponsor Chicago sports fans, show off your Chicago pride with some fresh clothes from Grit Clothing Company. At Grit Clothing, they create that simple yet classic style that represents that Chicago Southside lifestyle. From t-shirts to hoodies, hats to glassware, they've got you covered. Grit has everything you need to represent your Chicago pride. So do it right now. Check out gritclothingco.com and use the promo code TRUEFAN15. TRUEFAN15. For 15, 15, 15, 15, 15, 15% off your entire order. Let me say it again. That's gritclothingco.com and use the promo code TRUEFAN15 for 15% off of your entire order. This is Enrique Calderon coming to you from True Chicago Sports Fan Podcast. Come check me out on social media, Enrique Calderon Official on Instagram and Facebook. Check it us out. Y te lo dice Enrique Calderon. Welcome back to the True Chicago Sports Fans Podcast with E-Rock and Big Z. 
Yes, and, sir. And we also have the guys from the 606 uh, lineup here. <laughs> the No Water in the Weekend host. We have uh, Sean and Steven. This is correct. We do. Oh, yeah. Steven, did you see his face when you said my name first? <laughs> oh, yeah. He was he like, had an, yeah. He just had an aneurysm. I was like, what the fuck? No. <laughs> I wish that face I made could be a sound. Like, oh, I don't care. Yoinks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. And uh, that's the kind of stuff you get on Nowhere on the Weekend Podcast. That's right. Uh, if, you're, if Steven was smart, the first thing he should have said was age before beauty. But, I mean, this is only things that old guys know. I know. That's that's a very classic saying. But what happens when age and beauty are wrapped into one? And then it's just like, <laughs> Sean? And then, uh, yeah, this schmuck over here. This fucking And, hey, and, and not just that, but also the dulcet tones of one Sean daily. <laughs> Everybody. There you go. Need <laughs> some AM, ASMR for me. Ask, <laughs> ask my ask the I chaps. Don't yeah. I don't know. I'm trying to come up with something good for ASMR because the real lettering is it's, it's the real words are stupid. It's some fucking science. Ugh. <laughs> science. Ugh. What science. is that even? We 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 have, are not properly taking advantage of the fact, and I've said this before, that we have the white Barry White on this show. So we should just call you White Barry <laughs> instead of Barry White and just call it a day. White Barry. We call you Barry on the streets. You know what that means. Okay, yeah. I'm done with that. Let's do it. I will only respond to White Barry from now on. God, there's so many just wet undies out in the world. <laughs> Dripping oh, as we talk Considering about Considering that our demographic is mostly men. Yeah. Well, well you know. Okay. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Party. It's rainy, man. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> That's such a good song. It's, oh. oh, man. All right, boys. You know what time it is. Uh-oh. Yeah, it's that time again. It's food time. Oh, boy. Oh, it's okay. time for stirring the pot. Oh! <laughs> what is that? That's the stirring the pot. That's the sound I hear whenever I listen to uh, wet ass pussy. Okay. All right. <laughs> All right. It's some wet ass pussy. Jesus. Wop. Yeah. Got that wop. Uh, that's racist. Wap. Wop <laughs> is what my grandfather referred to Italians as. No. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, you didn't know that? Without no. papers. Without papers. Let's go. Okay, anyways, let's move past this. <laughs> wow, this that's took a left that turn. Shit, well, that's what up, that shit up, stands for. That's that- wop. Wait, does that what is that what that means? Yes, yes. Without oh, papers. Shit. Yeah. I never I never knew that. Yeah, it's wild, yeah. The more you know. Yeah, some of that shit's wild. It's all that? wild as fuck, but some of it's just like, what? That's an okay. All right. Whopper, whopper, whopper. No, God, no. <laughs> Junior Whopper. <laughs> oh my god. Oh has boys. It, has the FCC ever shut down a podcast? Oh, uh, I don't know, but we're coming really close to that. Yeah, well, let's see. Let's see what happens. Let's see how far we can push it. RIP true Chicago sports fans. <laughs> <laughs> All right, boys, I went to the McDonald's drive-thru, and I was uh, pleasantly su- uh, surprised when I saw this thing on the item, uh, this item on the menu. Uh, first of all, Kids Meal's been there for a long time, so no, I don't no, know no, why no, you're no. surprised. No, no, you pedophile. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you got that sound yeah. clip of him saying that, right? Zoom it in. This, 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 wow. this took a left turn at Albuquerque, man. Oh, uh, yeah, just, just like just I'm so. just going to drop him <laughs> off on the south side right now. Wow. That's yeah, okay. There's no one over there, so I won't get I won't get jumped. Um, they came up with a <laughs> strawberry shortcake McFlurry. Okay, that's so, fine. So uh, we all know the uh, the popsicle, the strawberry shortcake popsicle. Yes. You know, right? You got the, the garbage the chocolate. Yes. All right, so Stop you know, it. everyone is a fan of the McFlurry, right? Yeah, so it's delicious. Obviously, Oreo top. 
That's number one. Yes. I don't know the other. I think there's Butterfinger. Reese's. Reese's and there's Butterfinger. And then there's M&M's. Butterfinger is my top because I don't know what it is about a Butterfinger that like, if, if I'm going to eat uh, like a candy bar. Yeah, you're going to put something whatever in the, if, Whatever the filling is, if it's going to fill in all my molars and make them smooth <laughs> like that. <laughs> <laughs> Butterfinger all the all all the way, but I get you, I get you. Do you remember or, the commercial for it? Nobody better lay a finger on my butterfinger. What? <laughs> nobody lay a hand on my butterfinger. Yeah, nope. that's it. Nobody lay a hand on my butterfan. I don't know. That's what that would be. Nobody lay nobody lay a finger <laughs> on my butterfinger. <laughs> Simpsons. Yeah, yeah Simpsons. Bart, Bart would have it in his back pocket. Yeah, it was a finger for a butterfinger. Thank you. Yes, can we, little, can we get young. that loop of him saying how wrong he was again? <laughs> can we just keep that in a loop? And if I'm wrong, I'll admit I'm wrong. And if I'm wrong, I'll admit I'm wrong. And if I'm wrong, I'll admit I'm wrong. <laughs> no, literally literally have, hand on my hey, butterfinger. What did I say? It's That's finger. what you said, and it's not right. Finger. Not right. Don't lay a finger on my butterfinger. I said it was, hand. I thought it was hand. No. no oh, well, I had the same idea, and I know what we're talking about, but sorry that I said hand. <laughs> It's a finger. It's, okay. it's a butter finger. It's a finger made out of butter. What the that hell? That makes sense. Circle gets a square, but yeah. I'm imagining a finger. But you made have out of butter just, on your yeah. hand. You have fingers. So hand and fingers is kind oh. of the same thing. Yeah. Just everywhere you go, dogs walk up to you and start licking your butter finger because it's made of butter. I don't know. This is my my favorite part about Stephen being wrong is his just. <laughs> oh my god. Justification of it, like his attempt to justify. He's like, no, but it's a hand. It's a finger on the hand. Like, come on, it's terrible. This is your same reasoning why the Sox are going to win or lose so many games. You know, you're supposed to be on my side since you're a Cubs fan, but it's fine. You remember you agree with everything I say. On the same page as Eddie. Watch your mouth, cabron. (laughs) Jose, next time you tell me he's on here, I'm out. I'm just kidding. (laughs) All right, let's go. E, are you going to try the strawberry shortcake McFlurry? You have a McDonald's right by your house. So I'm going to tell you why I'm not, uh, because I believe that's a complete and total figment of your imagination, because there is no ice cream machine in any McDonald's in America that is actually working to ever actually make this physical product. Number two, if you want something that actually tastes good, go to a fucking Culver's. I don't have a Culver's near me. Eddie Eddie says that because he's got a Culver's down the block. There's a Culver's up on like Cicero and Belmont. That's a drive. I know, Stop. but it's like it's not like crazy far. I really just go nah, to the frozen a, right 15 there. Minutes, yeah. Fifteen minutes. Oh, McDonald's is two minutes away. Yeah, yeah McDonald's sucks. Through. Yeah, but what time yeah. did you go and get this stuff? Shut up. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought. What day was it? Four twenty. Was that the day you went and got it? It might have been. Oh, makes sense. You must have. You must have went to on a grand opening of McDonald's before the ice cream machine got a chance to break. No, we had. A, there was a new shift in there, so you had all new employees. They knew how to work the machine. Oh, oh. Hey. They were. Uh, they were thrilled to be part of the American working class. Exactly. They were, they were willing to make that. Show. I was like, these guys are all new here. They're all smiling and shit. Well, so wait, how often do you go to the McDonald's? And if you know they're gonna like do the change, once a once a week, if anything. Mm. Maybe, but yeah, more than more or less. Gotcha. When I don't cook for myself or I forget my lunch, I just go to McDonald's real quick. Yeah. Hey, no judgment here. I love uh, I love Sean's uh, Frank Gallagher inspired speech about the American dream and capitalism. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you, sir. Well, Sean is white, so right. yeah. Uh, Sean tries everything once. So, uh, is there something that, that you would try, Sean? Something that I would try. Is it? 
Well, I'll tell you what. That strawberry shortcake thing, I'm never going to eat it. I'm never going to eat it. I fucking hate McDonald's. I don't really like fast food all that much. I have to be in a Pitch. rough space to, unless it's uh, Arby's. I will torture myself with Arby's because I do love a beef and cheddar. Um, and then I get the triple beef and cheddar. So it's just, you know, just like kill me already. Um, uh, anything that I would try, is that just like an open ended question? Because I will. No, I think he's asking if you'll if you try that. Oh yeah, okay. you, have a, okay. you have a reputation yeah. for trying anything. Yeah, I do. I, I will at least try. once. Yeah, at least will, once. Yeah. I'll try anything a good 20, 30 times. Uh, but yeah, um, <laughs> uh, no, I probably won't get that. I, it's not anything against that. I'm just not going to go to McDonald's. Gotcha. That's, that's what it comes down to. So, Stephen, uh, I'll go to McDonald's, but I, I'm not going to try it because I don't. I don't like that actual ice cream. You don't like the ice cream bar? No. I think so, it's too sweet. Their ice cream is fire, though. I, 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 think I don't like it. Soft serve is fire. It, it is. It is good. No, but I mean the actual like a strawberry shortcake on a stick. I mean it's pretty legit. It's the it's the the it's the Shira to the He Man that is the uh, chocolate eclair, right? Correct. That's what it is. Sure. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's not it's not bad the, the way that Stevens made. It's literally no, like saying. I just I don't like it. Or something. Um, my home. You know what I do want to talk about? Freedom okay, is the Choco Taco. Uh, Bring that back. R I Make America great again. <laughs> oh God. Make America God. eat Choco Tacos again. M-A-E-C-T-A. Make ta. Make wow. ta. Make America eat Choco Tacos. Again. That shit was good. That shit it, was no, good. Choco Tacos are great. Everybody Just, loves a Choco Taco. Oh. It is true. No, it's okay. great. We're in unison there. <laughs> I don't know. All right. Let me ask you, would you try Would you try this food? So the other day, um, I went to a couple of restaurants for my birthday. I had, yep. I had pre-dinner cocktails and oysters, and then I had dinner, and then second dinner, uh, back-to-back, because <laughs> I like to ball. Uh, and then, uh, so I had uh, squid ink risotto, a creamy squid ink risotto that was made, so it was all black, and it was made with squid ink. $200 right there. I'm out. Yeah, two, I'm out. Two hundred dollars. No, I'm, I'm buying it. For not, you. Not, I'm no, buying no, it for not the price. I, I don't. I don't. I'm allergic to most shellfish, yeah, so I don't touch. Seafood. I don't touch seafood. And I'm allergic to very expensive things. So, wow, <laughs> that's not the point. Would you try it? I'm buying it. Would you try it? Oh, you're buying it for sure. I'll do it. Yeah, no Eddie, problem. Eddie, squid ink risotto. <laughs> I'm in. I mean, it, I think what just happened here is we found out that uh, that Stephen will not pony up for a high priced uh, escort. That's what I think we just found out. <laughs> Yeah, no, I'll, just, I'll just go under Michigan Avenue over there. No, no, you're driving down to back of the yards where that fucking one gravel road that runs through there, and that's like, hey, hop in, <laughs> hop in. Wait, let me check the weight limit on my car real quick. And then, oh. No, that's true. I, you know Steven, my type. Steven's, uh, Steven's cruising around the G spot looking for drunk Sox fans. Jesus, you're losing already. Why not be with this loser? Wow. Oh, you can't get any worse. Yeah. You hit rock bottom, baby. No, I don't like this negative (laughs) self-talk, Steven. You're not a loser. Wow. You're not exactly a winner, but you're like third place or something like that. You're not like last. Well, you know what, Sean? I know what it's like to win on my Thursday team, boy. I'm just kidding. Okay. 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 I'm kidding. All right, Iraq. I'm sorry. You got really hurt on that one. Yeah, we're no longer friends. You know, wow. I mean, I'm I'm the only one that's allowed to say I'm not a good bowler. So no, I said it in fuck you. everyone. Fuck you. <laughs> I'm you can say it about shit. us, but you can't say it about us. Exactly. Right. I'm about to shit in your finger holes of all your balls. Out his butter finger. We'll see what's out, going out his butter hand. Butter hand. Out his butter hand. Oh my god. Nobody <laughs> lay a, better lay a hand on my Snickers. That's the commercial <laughs> Stevens playing in his head over and over again. <laughs> Oh, God. All right, E, you got about five minutes to wrap us up, man. 
All Let's right, fellas. Uh, <laughs> before we get out of here, what you looking at? What are you watching that is not sports? Uh, I am just finishing up Picard just because sports has been uh, really prevalent oh right now. Oh, my God. So wrapping up Picard, I'm on the second to last episode. So it's been very, very, very good. Uh, and I'm going to talk to Sean about some uh, stuff, some details in the episode because I'm not a big Trekkie like he is. So I'm going to get the lowdown on that. Someone give me a goddamn gun. You have one. <laughs> you have one. Just Anyways, take care of it yourself. It. Just take care of yourself. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's see. So I wrapped up Mandalorian. Uh, loved it. Um, a lot of the Star Trek fans or, or Star Wars fans are talking shit about Mandalorian season three. I thought it was amazing. Just wrapped up Picard season three. Nice. Um, uh, stick around because there are post credit scenes. Beautiful. Um, sets up the whole next. Anyways, uh, that was great. Uh, I just watched Ant Man and Wasp: Quantumania. Uh, I rewatched Crazies, um, the Crazies from like 2004, if you recall that. Yes. Bit. Yeah. Uh, and then also, I just watched for the first time Sicario. Oh, the uh, first one. Yeah, I never watched it. We're talking about it's that been last on my night. list. I fucking loved it. First one's great. So good. It's like uh, at the end of it, you're like, oh shit! I thought Emily Blunt was the main character, but actually, Benicio del Toro is the main. It, it was so good. Um, and there's you know Australian Survivor, American Survivor. Um, there's been a lot. Oh, ooh! I started. Um, I started shrinking on Apple TV. Thank you. That uh, I'm I'm three episodes into that. Phenomenal um, show. So good. It's so good. But, Can uh, yeah. you do your Australian accent like you did on Friday? Telling me I did an Australian accent on Friday and I don't even fucking remember that. How the fuck did I get away with it? And I just, I don't know. I never do accents for people, you know, anyway. Calm but here down, I am Paul doing Hogan. it. Oh, no. See, that's pretty good. So you, if you're going to listen to No One Living Weekend podcast on Monday, uh, that's a little sample of what you're going to hear. I mean, should I, should I just start doing every episode as a different uh, nationality? Yeah. All right. That'd be, yeah. That'll be your shtick. All right. Well, I'll be my shtick every week. It'll be. Hmm. Yeah, I'll do you know Scottish, Welsh, Irish, French, German, everything. Sounds like oh, a lot of whites. Uh, yeah, because <laughs> I can't do I can't do other people and be like okay with that. You know, like it'll be you know. There's no black facing here, sir. I, no, of course not. I mean, am I going to be? What was your What was your rep from? Uh, <laughs> I can't do your rep from fucking Verizon Wireless or whoever the fuck that was, Comcast or whatever. Oh, are you talking about Abdul? Abdul, yeah. Yeah, how yeah, you shook your head when you you referenced Abdul. <laughs> like, I'm just going to go. Yeah, I'm going to go did. for it. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm going to go. Yeah, the shaking that thing. Hello, welcome to Noah on the Weekend. This is your host, John. It was Steven. It's like a bobblehead, dude. Oh, we're yeah. still getting shut down. <laughs> no, nah, it'll be all right. It'll be all right. Steven? Oh, I, got like, my, oh. I got my Hindu card, so it's... <laughs> <laughs> wow. Sounds like your new, new name is going to be White Barry. <laughs> oh, oh. Blimey. Um, yeah, I I finished watching Mando uh, yesterday. Good. So which was cool. Um, been right. re-watching Always Sunny in Philadelphia um, because there was a couple episodes that I saw on TikTok that made me laugh. Clips, so I'm like, all right, I'll just jump back on there. Um, How I Met Your Mother. Watched mm-hmm. a couple of those. And um, yeah, that's pretty much it. Nothing new, like, I've been watching. Just re-watching old good shows. All right, E. All right, so last night we took a, a gander at a movie, actually a, a more recent movie uh, from February. It is a Knock at the Cabin. It Ooh. is an M. Night Shyamalan movie. Uh, while vacationing at a remote cabin in the woods, a young girl and her parents are taken hostage by four armed strangers who demand they make an unthinkable choice to uh, avert the apocalypse. 
Uh, confused, scared, and with limited access to the outside world, the family must decide what they believe before all is lost. Um, a lot of people do not like M. Night Shyamalan. I actually do. I think it's, uh, uh, you know, give me a surprise at the end. I, I don't mind yeah. that at all. So, I mean, a lot of the people that they're like, well, I hate this movie because of that. You hate it because you couldn't predict it. And everyone wants to be able to predict everything. And that's the problem most people have. Um, I enjoyed the movie. It wasn't like one of those, uh, like, you know, hit you with a uh, with a bat over the head type of uh, twist at the end. But it definitely did have the twist. And uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think we, we enjoyed it over here. That's great. I, I actually have been wanting to see that one. Uh, the last movie is, is I saw, I think, was the the previous one. Was it old? Was that what it was called? I haven't seen that one. Yeah, yeah. I I haven't actually. I know. I know what movie you're talking about. That one, and I think the the Lady in the Water was another one of his. That was a that was a while ago. I think uh, old is on Peacock. Old is uh, I enjoyed yeah. old. Um, the thing Back that gets cabins on Peacock. Beautiful. Is it? Okay, I'll check Beautiful. that out. Um, M. Night Shyamalan, the, the only thing I don't like about his films is the rewatchability. Is there, There's zero, maybe one. And so, like, I can never go back to, you know, whatever. So you uh, can't watch The Village again? No, no. Yeah. I, I, I really, you know what? People talk shit about it. That was, like, the downfall I of him. I love that movie. I, I really, love that. Really I thought it was great. I love that movie. I, I watched it the one time initially in theaters, and then I've seen it once again since then. I don't think I can go back and watch it again. Uh, same thing with, like, Seven. Or not Seven. Um, um also with Bruce Willis. What the fuck? Why can't I think? Sixth Sense. Yeah. I was one number off. Uh, they, <laughs> there is there is the most beautiful shot in all cinematography in my mind in that movie is at the beginning when the uh, nut job breaks into his house and they slowly pan by his bathroom door. And it's just like... That's Wahlberg. That's Donnie Wahlberg. Was it really? He lost a yep. shitload of weight for fuck, it. That's wild. But anyways, that's a great shot. I don't know. I like the dude. I like the dude. Um, Last Earth, people talk shit about that as well. Um, I think that's a great movie. Uh -oh. He's got to bring him back. Um, he's out, Eddie. We gonna okay. cut, we're going to cut this part out? Cut this bit out? Uh, I'm in there. No, you're good. Keep, keep talking. Okay. What, what's your favorite M. Night Shyamalan Ding Dong movie? I don't know. Uh, Sixth Sense uh, is very, very classic and, and really great, and that put him out there. But then, like... Um, uh, Unbreakable is Unbreak fucking good. The yeah. village is good. Lady yes. in the Water is good. Like he's got a lot of the good. The village After is, Earth uh, is the good. one with those monsters, but they're not really monsters. Yeah, right. with uh, blind, Joaquin, right? Joaquin Phoenix. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's uh, Signs is good too. Signs. Um, What's the one with the Mark Wahlberg? Where the, the happening? The happening. The trees are, are killing yeah. all the fucking. Humans. I think we've talked about that before because my disappointment with that, even though I love John Leguizamo, if I watch a movie and at the end of it I go. John Leguizamo was the best actor in this film. Then wow. it kind of fucks with me. Like, I like John Leguizamo, but it, it does. It did. It did fuck with me a little bit. But yeah, I don't know. Where's uh, you know, he did a lot of uh, uh a lot of I want to say under the, the the director, under the producer kind of work. Like he was like second producer in a lot of early nineties oh, movies. I did not know that. <laughs> I think we were. Oh, I was watching um, Armageddon. He was involved with that? I think he was, That's yeah. That's wild, I, they, Pull him up. I think he was involved in that. Or it, I've been watching old movies, and I'm like, oh, my God, he's in that? Or, he, you know, he's producing that? Oh, you fall down. My phone just died. What no, you pulled a Steven. Yeah, my phone's always <laughs> dead. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Uh, I guess we lost Eddie because he's not coming back on the Zoom there. He sent me a Facebook message, but uh, my phone died, so I couldn't read it. Oh, Anyways. Oh, let me, let me check. Uh, it's probably on the well, chat. Well, you know what? All right, y'all. Um, <laughs> that's it for today. Uh, thank you for listening. The thing that we got in the mail this week was very interesting. Did you get something special in your mail, Jose? No, man. What did you do? 
No, something special. Me and Sean got this very touching uh, catalog from a certain group. Uh, no. Knights of Columbus. Knights oh, the, of Knights, Columbus. the Knights of Columbus. Yeah, yeah they <laughs> sent us and... Uh, I didn't get anything. Yeah, they sent us and uh, I saw it. First thing I opened, I see a bunch of priests and bishops and... My brain was going to a lot of jokes. That's for sure. You got farther than I did. I just put it right in the trash. I didn't open it. No, I wanted to see what pedophiles actually look like. So. You have a mirror. Oh, God. I just smoked your ass. I actually have five mirrors oh in here. But yes. Oh we like Kelso. <laughs> oh, that works because I'm what's his face? I'm uh, Topher Grace. So that works. Eric right. Foreman. Do the Foreman. <laughs> Jeez. They'll always make Jose fucking laugh. Oh. I love when he does the foreman. Oh, Eric. Eric Foreman. Foreskin? <laughs> yeah, Eric Foreskin. <laughs> yeah, that's his Ooh, nickname. Ooh, that's a good porn name. The, for they, like the 70s. A <laughs> lot of bush. Said, yeah, yeah. A lot of bush. Anyway, anyhow. <laughs> this is White Berry kicking it off for the evening. Hope you all have a great night. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I just make everything go off the rails the second I get involved with something. Else. Very true. Thank you. We appreciate it. Yeah, anytime. That's what I'm here for. To fuck your shit up. And my Shaman, Shaman, love him. Shaman, we're just talking about looking up the other shit he did. My phone died, so we didn't look it up. Yeah, yeah. I, I actually, uh, I really enjoy the village. My wife hates it with a passion. Is she scared and of it? I, I was like, you, you, did you wife. not? Did you not get it? Did you not get it? <laughs> With quotations. <laughs> your Did he wife? just quotation your wife? <laughs> my wife that nobody's ever met. Oh. You've been to my house and met her. No, I haven't. I met your daughters that you've, I don't know, you conceived? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, the fact that the oh two gosh. of them look exactly like me kind of puts I know. some weird argument. I, I know. It's like you did some weird genetic shit. Uh, <laughs> Picked up the phone, called up Wuhan. What can you do with my genetics? Let's see what. <laughs> oh no, COVID! Here's a cup <laughs> oh, of my no, sperm. That's what <laughs> Anywho, no, no, no. That's it's, why it's did, literally, literally the definition of go fuck yourself. Why does why does she not like um the village? Is it like is it creepy or she just thinks it sucks? No, or what? she thought she thought she thought it was dumb because I I think what it is is she she is a big like uh almost a B movie horror like oh. horror movie like her one of her all time favorite movies is fucking House of Wax with Paris Hilton. Oh my god, that's horrible. I've seen that way too many times in my life. That's funny. Uh, do you go? Yeah, do you guys she, go like old school with the B movies too? She, I mean, like I, I say that on the on the fringe, and what I mean by that is that the shit that would never actually make it to the theater, and it's just like so, like one call network. with the cell phone, like, the killer super, cell phones, like oh yeah, I, like you know Jeepers Creeper, like, like whoa, 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 no yeah, shit on Jeepers, Jeepers Creeper. Is great. That's a great movie. I just watched my Ghost point Ship is the that they're like the, you go back and watch them, they're kind of cool. even like the, if you go to that old Halloween, like, she's like, oh my god, this was so terrifying. I was like, this is not scary at all. Like no. that dude walked so slow. <laughs> yeah. could, it's like tortoise in the hair. You could go take a nap and wait for him to catch up to you. And his Captain Kirk mask, get out of here. That's like, yep. That's why how I would die. Like, oh, sick mask, mask. Like, and then just like fucking butcher knife in my throat. Yeah, yeah. and the scream. I think she. We, we reason. I'm sure it was not. I don't remember what happened. But I, the new scream. Movie. I couldn't finish it. Scream six. I got to see that shit. Also, I just want to say that uh, during the pandemic. Uh, for my birthday, my wife rented out an AMC movie theater, and uh, we watched the original Scream in theater. And I was—I'm—I'm I'm old enough that I was the only one of my friends who had seen it in theaters. And uh, but we had like 
there was like 20 people that came with us and, and we watched that shit. And it was like $100 to rent out the whole fucking theater and watch Scream. It was awesome shit. It was so good. I've seen people do that when they have like uh, video game tournaments and stuff like that oh. too. It's, that's pretty fucking sweet. Yeah, it's cool. It was a good game. I love yeah. Scream. I love the Scream movies. All of them. All right, uh, I think we're I think we're good, boys. I think we uh, discussed our our love and uh, love hate relationship with Strawberry Shortcake and uh, McDonald's, <laughs> and uh, our love hate relationship with M Light Shamlam. So I think uh, I think we're, we're we're and of course these uh, hate hate relationship with the Chicago White Sox, which yes, is a yes. very love thing. that love that a lot. Be wearing a lot more Dodger gear this summer. Ooh, oh, I think he just wanted to wear blue. That's what it is. That's yeah, I agree. That's as close as I'm getting to blue then. all right ladies and gentlemen that's it for today thank you so much for listening a big thank you to our sponsors 606 media true chicago sports fans and grit clothing company don't forget to go to gritclothingco.com and get your official tcsf podcast t-shirts search for keyword true chicago and use our promo code truefan15 at checkout for 15 percent off of your entire order that is anything they have on the site it's not just for our stuff so go over there and like i said Get uh, refresh your summer wardrobe for fifteen percent off. Wow, the or, the uh, promo code again is TrueFan15. Go and get your gear right now, and don't forget to check out the rest of the Six O Six Media lineup. As you heard today, the newest show in the Six O Six family is No Water on the Weekend with Stephen and Sean. It's a pop culture forward podcast that dabbles in funny trivia, film, television, music, and Chicago-centric news and happenings. New episodes are available on Mondays wherever you listen to your podcasts. And the Shy Native Radio Podcast is now available on all major platforms. Mike Logic, Ideal, and Throw MC talk about sports, movies, and all types of ill shit. And I want to tell you musicians out there, not just Chicago people, but anywhere else uh, in the world, if you got some dope music, you want it to be showcased, you want people to hear what you got going on, go over to the Shy Native Entertainment Facebook page and submit your music. If they like it, they will play it. If they don't like it, you'll never hear from them. So that's how uh, you kind of determine. It's like a college. It's like going to college. Maybe I'm going or maybe I'm not. I don't know. But if you like it and you think they'll like it, give them a, give them a holler and, and send them your stuff and uh, maybe you'll get played. Uh, don't forget to check out the new EP from Mike Logic and Joey Child. Too Much to Text Volume 1 is now available on all streaming platforms. Go and check them out. Uh, they got, you know, Volume 1, Volume 2 is coming up pretty soon. So definitely go check them out. Volume 2 is actually going to feature one of our guys, Ill Brown. He's a longtime contributor to the TCSF podcast on this page. He's got live shows on weekdays. I show look for him for sibling rivalry sports. Um, you know, you might just hear me call in and, and tell him how wrong he is because that's what I do. But uh, definitely check him out and catch him uh, catch up on old episodes on YouTube. And I believe we're gonna try to get uh, Will on soon to uh, do a, a draft recap for what these Chicago Bears uh, <laughs> what mistakes they might have made. We'll see how that we'll see. rolls out for us. Shout out to Ronesh, Panic, Series Beats, and Custom Made for the beats we played on today's show. Check out PanicOnTheBeat.com for all your moment merch and gear. And don't forget to check us out on social media. You can find us at TrueShyFans on Twitter and on TikTok. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, Spotify, and reach out to us on the DMs with any, uh, you know, recommendations, stirring the pot, movie, all that good stuff. We want to hear picks. from you guys. True Chicago Sports Fans at Gmail.com. 
All right, y'all, for Big Z and the No Water on the Weekend Crew, this is E-Rock. We'll see you next time for episode 141. Peace. And then be good to each other for the love of sports. Swish. A few moments later. Wait, the Bears are what we thought they were. What, what, what we thought they were. Um, you know, this is not how we wanted it to go. You almost can't even make it up. It's that bad. Oh, my goodness! Didn't see that coming! I'm diddly deep! What? Did we just become best friends? Yup! You have a lot of incest. That's real. Shut your mouth. Lover boy. Nature versus nurture, Lodge. Nature always wins. I think he's on steroids. Hasta luego, amigos! That's all. Oh, I shouldn't have had those artichoke poppers. Thanks, Cubs.